Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Ooh. You got coronavirus. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. It never, never happened. From the very beginning, I've said believing women means taking the woman's claim seriously. What I said during the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. The fact that she came forward, the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's proved she wasn't telling the truth. Why? And no, what I Why? said, it has Why? to be. Why is it real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? They should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth. Then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts. And in this case, these claims are not true. There's no cooperation. I mean, they're not true. I doubt it. You are fake news. I will eat your ass. I'll do it. Very fake. Do you want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo, okay, folks? How dare you? All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Skag 3, whoever he is. You are a terrific team on all counts. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. All right, go, go. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Excellent intro today. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I we'll talk about the Alex Jones clip in a minute. What a, a legendary Alex Jones moment that we got. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. But uh, don't get too don't don't enjoy that too much because how much Biden cringe can you take? I know your appetite is not very high. It's going to be a lot of Biden cringe tonight. Uh, and supposedly there there's going to be what five more months of the six more months of this until election day. If that is in fact the DNC's plan, who I knows? Can't. I can't do it anymore. I will die of cringe overload. Biden breaks his silence on the Tara Reid allegations, and it goes about as badly as you'd expect. Did you did you watch the whole interview or just highlights? I watched it. It was it was a disaster. Yeah, uh, the arguments he made are bad. The rest of the arguments are incoherent. I think his best moment of the week was falling asleep with Hillary. Uh, so we'll we'll go through all that. I can't believe uh, I'm saying this, but credit to Mika Brzezinski. She did a pretty good job. She did a pretty good job, yeah. Straightforward, fair questions. They, he, she wasn't coddling Biden, but I don't think she was being yeah. unfairly aggressive or anything like that. The questions were basically, uh, why did you say that Christine Blasey Ford should be presumed to be telling the truth, but Tara Reid doesn't get that same presumption? And he really didn't have a good answer for that. Oh. Surprising, because... Okay. Of all the predictable questions you could face, that's probably number one. Anyway, um, we'll go through all that. Plus, uh, coronavirus lockdown uh, protests continue and the effort to smear the protesters as racist, terrorist, disease spreaders continues. But um, their numbers are going to grow anyway. So we'll, we'll check in on that. 
In response to a shooting a few weeks ago, we haven't even had the opportunity to talk about the shooting yet, Justin Trudeau abruptly bans assault weapons in Canada. The shooter in this case already broke several Canadian laws in this rampage of his, but I'm sure uh, making the next guy's rampage double illegal and punishing law-abiding Canadians will put a stop to it in the future. Um, Between Waco trending on Netflix and the Michael Flynn case, not a great week for the FBI. Real damage control to do over at the uh, FBI headquarters this week. Unsealed documents in the case against the former National Security Advisor show The FBI was at least wondering, should the truth be their priority or are they trying to get Michael Flynn to lie or something else? In fairness, they're only asking questions, but why are those questions that would even be asked? Uh, (laughs) They basically extorted him by threatening him with his son's imprisonment. So, I mean, he was, he had his back against the wall. So we'll, we'll check in on all the details in that story. And before we're out of here, Recall the story of that couple in Arizona who ingested fish tank cleaner, uh, supposedly on Trump's recommendation about hydroxychloroquine. The local police department homicide unit is now investigating. So if you had some suspicions about that story, we don't have definitive findings yet, but the plot thickens. It's uh, it's getting a little weirder as this goes on. It's a regular Carol Baskin, I think. I, I think that you could make a Tiger King adaptation about this lady, yeah. The only question is, to whom did she feed her husband once this was done? Like, it's not bad enough that she murdered him. She also had to make everybody think that he's retarded. So, thanks a lot. Yeah, and he's no dummy. It was, he was a smart guy, but yeah. supposedly he just Isn't chugged... is he an engineer? Yeah, he chugged fish tank cleaner and in a, yeah. in a weird lapse of judgment. So what happens anyway. when you guys marry the wrong woman. <laughs> choose wisely we will take super chats on youtube Streamlabs, or d live in between topics 10 bucks and up on the sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers of course it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material remember you can you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website that's mattchristensenmedia.com one of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener owned businesses of course this week's feature business is our friends over at phoenix ammunition justin at phoenix doesn't care what governor gretchen whitmer says in michigan he's got a product to make and a high demand for it so he's hiring guys who have been laid off elsewhere to get it done here's justin Everybody is responsible for their own defense, and so we're going to make sure that we can do everything in our power to make sure that they have what they need when they need it. It's Friday afternoon in Novi, and in a moderately spacious warehouse, a handful of men are cranking out ammunition by the minute. We caught up with Justin Nazarov, owner of Phoenix Ammunition, a local bullet manufacturer working to meet the spike in demand for ammunition. What we really hope is that people kind of have uh, uh, heart-to-heart moment where they they realize that the society we live in is more fragile than they would believe. So whether you're plinking, training, competing, or defending your life and liberty, Phoenix has a product for you. They're not only creating jobs loading ammo, they're creating countless jobs at UPS just to ship this stuff across the country and countless medical jobs to fix the UPS guys back after all that heavy (laughs) lifting. So good for Phoenix. Phoenix Ammunition offers listeners of this show 5% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. You can find everything you need from Phoenix, as well as special offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. All right. uh, Right into what matters. 
the conditions or circumstances under which Alex Jones will eat your ass. This went wild on Twitter's trending Twitter number, uh, Twitter's number one trend. Uh, what was it? Thursday, Friday, later in the was week. Was it really? Alex Jones eats your ass was Twitter's number Something one? like that. I logged Oof. in and I thought, I got to see what this is all about. So context here, Alex Jones is nothing if not prepared for the worst, of course. So the, 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 the clip is from Friday, actually. So this was trending on Friday. This is his legendary rant describing how if things continue to decline, he'll do whatever it takes to save his family, including eating his neighbors. I'll admit it. <laughs> I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. I'll, I'm just going to be honest. My superpowers being honest, I've extrapolated this out, and I won't have to for a few years since I got food and stuff. But I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, am I ready to hang them up and gut them and scare them and chop them up? And you know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. See, my superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. I'm combat model, optimum self-sufficiency, probably the leader. The point is, is have you thought about that yet? Because I'm somebody that thought I could fix this, and I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. My children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. And that's why I want the globalists to know I will eat your ass first. <laughs> so he clarified he doesn't really want to eat his uh, his neighbors, he claimed, just the globals, the quote globals. I don't know if they mean globalists here in this Forbes article, but according to <laughs> Forbes here, and I, I looked for an official Alex Jones response. I want to be as fair as possible. I didn't see one, so uh, feel free to correct the record if, if people have it or in the chat. But um, according, Good to for this, him. Good according to for this him. Forbes account, since the video began circulating, Jones has responded by saying that the clip was taken out of context and he was being sarcastic and satirical. He even suggested that his words were intended to be in the literary spirit of Jonathan, Jonathan Swift's essay, A Modest Proposal, which is, of course, <laughs> satire. Uh, he wouldn't really eat his neighbors, he says, just the quote, globals. Uh, and no, Susan, this show does not endorse survivalist cannibalism. This is just pop culture discussion. That's it. I mean, you should do what you need to do. Well, if worse comes to worse. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's up there. I, I'm no Alex Jones historian, but I think that's got to be up there and say top 10 Alex Jones moments of all time. Maybe, maybe it's even better than good. that. Yeah. Feel I mean, free to challenge that if you're more of an Alex Jones expert. Does anyone blame the Donner party? They have to do what you got to do. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Or yeah. those people stuck in the Andes mountains. Yeah. That soccer team. Yeah. That's right. It's fine. You got to eat somebody. You deal <laughs> with that with a therapist later. Well, he's, he's just, he's. That Alex Jones is always one step ahead. You know, the only, the, it, really, it's our fault for not having considered this yet. Mm, that's true. He's the one who's who's got it, uh, who's got it all organized. Anyway, uh, thanks for that wonderful piece of entertainment over at Infowars. Uh, I mentioned, um, well, at least two, or two weeks ago, recall the the two supposed nurses you see pictured on your screen, uh, supposed healthcare workers that we were told by countless media accounts locked uh, or, or blocked and counter-protested lockdown protesters in Denver. Remember, media near unanimously called them nurses, healthcare workers. Then they kind of backed off and suddenly the term became people in scrubs because nobody really 
vetted the identity of these people. Nobody actually knew who they were. And the one reporter who they talked tried. to them. They tried. They yeah. tried. And they were like, I'm an unidentified healthcare worker in Colorado with no real job. I don't work for a hospital. See ya. Well, other, other reporters actually contacted area hospitals. No area hospital uh, has claimed any association with them or knowledge of who they are. And of course, this is the way that these stories work. You'll see CNN, NBC, all these giant headlines. The photos will go viral. The stories will go viral. Everyone will share it on Facebook and Twitter, even though nobody knows who these people are. And then a few weeks later, some small town newspaper that nobody reads will offer more information that's crucial to understand understand what happened. This is from the... uh, the Cherry Creek, the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle in the Denver area. Now, I wish they had linked their sources because this is not definitive. But according to this report in the paper, the local paper, the man has been identified allegedly as a disc jockey at a strip club in Adams County, Colorado. And the female purportedly is his girlfriend and a stripper at that club, as well as in Denver. The pair has also purportedly um, in, been involved in harassing uh, recall pol- polis uh, petitioner. So the governor there, Jared Polis, uh, there's a recall effort against him. Apparently they've been going after those people who are trying to recall the governor. Again, I can't confirm this, but presumably the paper has sources and nobody has been able to produce evidence that these people are in fact, healthcare workers. Mm. No hospital has claimed any association with them. They might be progressive activist strip club workers. And we've all been duped to believe that our heroic, healthcare workers with all the medical and scientific knowledge, you know, dunk on idiotic Trump supporters when in fact that scene was nothing of the sort. I don't think people were duped. I think they wanted to believe this was highly transparent. Could be. And uh, again, if you have more information about this, send it my way. I'm very eager to know with 100% certainty who these people are. And I don't present this report as though it's 100% certain. Just this is some of the only reporting I've seen on the identity of these people. Uh, anyway, speaking of mysterious identities, does Kim Jong-un have a body double? We'll get into that in a minute. He made his appearance. North Korean state media says he's back. What's the deal with this? I saw photos, but people are disputing them, saying that they were from a while back. He looked relatively healthy. I did read that there was like some evidence of an incision here or something like that, but North Korean state media has claimed that Kim Jong-un made his first public appearance in 20 days. Um, then this was at some kind of fertilizer plant uh, in like Fo- a ribbon cutting Pyongyang. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A ceremony marking the completion of a fertilizer plant. And then people are saying photos from the cer- ceremony weren't immediately released, but I saw some on daily mail like four days ago, but now they're saying, like, is this real? Was this from a previous event? Is this a body double? Well, there are image comparisons circulating Twitter. And I actually don't. So this is the real Kim. I guess this is the real Kim. And this is the new or Kim Jong-un. This is the new Kim Jong-un. People point to like, what the hell happened to his teeth? They're all like, I don't know, screwed up in this new photo. There is, you know, people always do the earlobe comparison. We had this with Epstein too on the alleged body image of Epstein. Oh, he looks like hell. Different earlobe shapes. Um, People point to uh, the real Kim Jong-un has a mole on his, uh, like the inside of his forearm. Oh, is that what they're saying this is with the body double thing? That's what they're getting at is that the mole is missing, but these photos are such low resolution. It's it's like they're photos of TV. So it's hard for me to actually get resolution clear enough 
God, to make that like determination. Hell. You know, I read that he's 300 pounds and five foot six. That's, that's probably true. I mean, he's drastically overweight for sure. That is so, that is such a fat Asian, like so fat. <laughs> it's, it's uncommon. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, everybody's like, oh, I hope he's dead. But if his sister becomes the dictator, it's not like things are going to get better for the North Korean people. Could get worse. It could get considerably worse. (laughs) So uh, keep an eye out. Kim Jong-un watch continues. Uh, I mean, at this point, they're just they're They might as well. They'll put his his corpse out as a puppet, you know, carrying him between two people. Hi, everyone (laughs) waving his dead body. We'll see. We'll see if we get uh, a more of a confirmed public appearance rather than a reported one. Anyway, it's that time. Let's get into it. Let's get into the dense segment of Biden cringe this week. So this week develops with, well, later in the week, we have two more sources corroborating Tara Reid's allegations, or at least saying that Tara Reid told me the story of the alleged sexual assault by Joe Biden. Remember her accusation is she, she was a Biden Senate staffer in 1993. Supposedly mm-hmm. Biden pulled her aside in the Senate building and uh, forcibly finger banged her. That is the allegation. And earlier in the week, so Yikes. there were, well, um, the, the first two people to come forward earlier in the week were two, uh, one is a former neighbor of Tara Reid, Linda Lacasse, who says Reid told her the details of the alleged assault in the mid-90s. Lorraine Sanchez, a former colleague of Reid, says she remembers Reid complaining that her former boss harassed her. And then later in the week, the AP published a story. This is actually yesterday. And t- I take this with a grain of salt because they're citing two anonymous sources who claim to be friends of Tara Reid, but they only spoke to the AP on the condition of anonymity. So two anonymous sources, one who knew Reed at the time in 1993, an anonymous friend of Reed, according to the AP, says Reed told him about, uh, told him or her, we don't know who it is, about the assault in 1993 at the time. And then the second anonymous friend recalls a conversation with Reed in 2007 or 2008 about the account. So bottom line, anonymous or identified, we now have four associates of Reed who say, yeah, she told me about this uh, years ago, in some cases, decades ago. All of this, of course, on top of the Larry King episode where Tara Reed's mom called in and made a general reference to her daughter being harassed or abused by her Senator boss that we talked about last week. Well, until Friday, Biden had continued to hide out from these allegations, not taking media questions on the uh, allegation and only releasing a written statement of denial. He continued to do his live streams and different media appearances and the usual Biden gaffes or weird moments ensued, uh, including allegedly falling asleep during the endorsement, uh, his endorsement of Hillary Clinton. I'll defend him on that one. Our women. And one out of three jobs held by women in our country (laughs) has been classified as essential. So this is an issue that affects all of us, uh, young and old, every I uh, is he reading notes? What is he doing? Uh, Is that is that what's going on? He's probably reading notes. It's it's sustained. I mean, his eyes are down and they look closed for a solid 15 seconds or so, but. You be the judge. Maybe just being endorsed by Hillary is the more scandalous thing here. 
And then this this gaff, he appeared on CBS Miami on Monday night. He was discussing how to maintain international relationships through coronavirus. He said, uh, we need economic intercourse. If, in fact, for example, we solve the problem in the United States of America and you don't solve it other parts of the world, you know what's going to happen. We're going to have you're going to have travel bans. You're going to not be able to do have have economic intercourse around the world. There's a lot. <laughs> look, when America goes alone, when, when America is first, it's America alone. Oh, economic boy. intercourse around the world. Biden 2020. Oh, well, no. in the middle of a sex scandal, too. This is sort of how the, the week developed until Friday. Media were just attempting to cover for him all week as this new information was emerging. And Tara Reid's case gets objectively more credible than Christine Blasey Ford's. Now, as I'll talk about in a moment, I don't say that to mean like you should believe Tara Reid's case. I just mean that Christine Blasey Ford never had this sort of corroboration or people saying, yeah, she told me that story at the time. Christine Blasey Ford didn't even have one person saying that. So the Washington Post, uh, their their political their politics account on Twitter puts out this tweet on Monday after the first set of um, of people corroborating uh, Tara Reid came out. This is the tweet: Developments in allegations against Biden amplify efforts to question his behavior. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, click the story. The headline is: Trump allies highlight new claims regarding allegations against Biden. Scroll down, you read the first sentence of the uh, article here. Some allies of President Trump pointed Monday to new claims by a woman who said she was told about sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden decades ago. So we have to read several layers into this to get what should be the headline. Personal associates of Tara Reid emerged to corroborate her story. Also way deliberately confusing headline. It, I, it's hard to follow. Developments, read it, read it one more time, yeah developments in allegations by which you mean like s- support of the allegations. Yeah. So like double by, removed. Yeah. Amplify efforts to question his behavior. Well, yeah, it's called evidence. And I know that this is a very weak <laughs> form of evidence, <laughs> yeah. but th- it, that's another way of just saying, uh, evidence supports case against Biden. Mm-hmm. That's basically what that headline says in the most bizarre, politically protective way I've ever seen phrased. And then, um, of course, the, the, with this narrative about Trump seizing, that's really what it's all about. Republicans pounce, Trump seizes. The Today Show did this bit, and they're reporting on this later in the week, too. They talk about how Trump seized on the allegations against Joe Biden. Check this out. President Trump's campaign has seized on the allegation, even though the president himself has been accused of sexual assault by multiple women, allegations he has denied. I think he should respond. You know, it's, uh, it could be false accusations. I know all about false accusations. I've been falsely charged numerous times. Oh, yikes. <laughs> okay. How the hell is that Trump seizing? First of all, he was asked a question about it. Directly, yeah. He didn't bring it up. And he offered caution. As he said, I know what it's like to be falsely accused. So, hey, it might, it might be bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Trump seizing. He didn't bring it up, and he also didn't weaponize it. How the hell is that Trump seizing? Ugh, I'm inclined to believe these claims because they're more concretely substantiated and documented than those that were admissible into Harvey Weinstein's case. Mm. The left would have used these in Harvey Weinstein or anybody would have used Mm. these in Harvey Weinstein's case. 
I'm not convinced. We'll get to it in a moment. I'm not. I'm far from convinced on Tara Reid, but I do enjoy the squirming and the double standards. That is a delight to watch. Well, and, when they were talking about Christine Blasey Ford, how could they possibly think that this would not come come back on well, them? Foresight is not their area of expertise or wisdom. Anyway, all of this adds increasing pressure throughout the week for Joe to address the allegation and answer questions about it. So he agrees to appear on Morning Joe on MSNBC on Friday. And um, the one? it's a lengthy segment here. In terms of, um, in terms of his performance... I, I don't know if, if you'd agree, but I would say it's it's about what you'd expect. It's a it's a struggle to explain why Christine Blasey Ford and Tara Reid are different, and then Biden's dementia brain going haywire when trying to explain why he supports looking for some documents but not others. We'll get to that in a moment. As you mentioned, really the only thing I was surprised about this surprised uh, in this by is um, Mika Brzezinski's. A decent job asking questions. Go, yeah. I, I thought they were firm questions, trying to uh, nail down his principles and his standards for what counts and what doesn't in this sort of context. And Joe just she was just saving face. She knew it would come back on her, and she knows he's not going to win. She's smart. So we'll we'll break it down in two parts. First, uh, Joe trying to explain why he holds different standards for. Uh, Christine Blasey Ford and Tara Reid. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. To use your words, should we not start off with the presumption that the essence of what she's talking about is real? From the very beginning, I've said believing women means taking the woman's claim seriously when she steps forward and, and then vet it. But in the end, in every case, the truth is what matters. And in this case, the truth is the claims are false. Why? I know what I said. Why, say, it has Why to be is it real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? These claims are not true. There's no cooperation. I mean, they're not true. Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? <laughs> Look, women are to be believed given the benefit of the doubt if they come forward and say something that is ex that they said happened to them they should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts and the facts in this case do not exist they never happened do you regret what you said during the kavanaugh hearings what i said during the kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard and the fact that she came forward the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's proved she wasn't telling the truth i don't think he choked that badly i mean what do you do when you're in a bind like that be like oh i know that this didn't happen because she was on site filming sharknado at the time <laughs> I think, well, I don't know. I can't follow his logic. I did a sincere effort here to try to follow his logic. It's so contradictory and nonsensical that I can't. Yeah, uh, but do you he understand didn't, the case that he's making? No, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he uh, didn't sound too geriatric and he mm. confused people enough. He like talked long enough in a somewhat coherent ma manner that people stopped caring. That's really what matters. Well, if that's the standard, yes, then wild success. But oh, I'm not talking about him like legitimately defending his <laughs> principles or anything. Yeah, like, yeah oh, no. that, that's what I was going at. <laughs> yeah. By the Biden standard of did he flat out embarrass himself in a like, I'm sad for an old man kind of way in that segment yeah. of the, we'll get to that in a moment. There were moments of that. Yeah. But I agree that in this segment, 
uh, the sentences were quasi-coherent. Up there in the top 10% of Biden sentences. He didn't that? fall asleep. That's true. Well, did you notice the part where he says, uh, there's no corroborate... I mean, they're not true. He, he caught himself kind of mid-sentence saying there's no corroboration. corroboration. And he yeah. backed off of him. Well, okay, so he says, from the beginning, I've been saying believe women means taking claims seriously. Um, but then vet it. What I said in the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. But that's not really what he said. Didn't he in, say that she had a right to be believed? This is the quote from the Kavanaugh hearings. For a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally, you've got to start off with the presumption that at least the essence of what she's talking about is real. Whether or not she forgets facts, whether or not it's been made better or worse over time, but nobody fall, uh, nobody fails to understand that this is like jumping into a cauldron. So there, what he's saying now is, no, no, what I meant was presume there's some merit to it, but vet, verify, evaluate the evidence. Maybe the Washington Post clipped his quote, but there's nothing in this quote about, yeah, we still have to go through proper process here and evaluate the evidence. That's not what he said. That second part is completely omitted in the context of Christine Blasey Ford. Um, and, and so he's saying, the, fundamentally he's saying the, in, the, in the absence of evidence, presume the allegation is true for Christine Blasey Ford. Then he's saying that this case with Tara Reid lacks evidence, so it should be false. You can't say, I guess what I'm, it's confusing, but what he's saying simultaneously is presume the woman is telling the truth, then vet for evidence, and if you can't produce any evidence, it should be assumed false. Well, which is it? Are we presuming true or presuming false? Because the evidence hasn't actually changed there. You had no evidence to start, you evaluated, you found no evidence, so why did the presumption change? Right, exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, he, he's saying presume, presume guilt or innocence at the same time. And he says the standard for, for Blasey Ford was presume she's telling the truth unless it's proven she was not telling the truth. Well, beyond the insane reversal of the presumption of innocence, that's not the way anything works. We don't prove people innocent. Mm -hmm. Reed has also not uh, been proven to be a liar or proven not to be telling the truth. So why by that standard would we not believe Reed? She hasn't been proven to be a liar. So Christine Blasey Ford, not proven to be a liar, believe her. Tara Reed, not proven to be a liar, don't believe her. I, I can't even follow what he's saying, but that's as far as I got before moving on because it seemed like a futile effort. You mentioned that at least it lacked dementia brain moments. Oh, they, well, they came though. They, they came. did come. Uh, oh, the second part here is Mika pressing Biden on releasing his Senate records at the University of Delaware. So without getting too lost in the weeds here, Tara Reid says she filed a complaint against Biden at the time when she was a Senate staffer. But it was not a sexual assault claim, if I understand correctly. Right? She's offered some insight on that with the AP. I'll get into that um, in a minute. But as far as the location of the, the complaint itself, uh, Biden says the complaint would be in the National Archives if it exists. So he's asking the National Archives to search, and the National Archives says they don't have that type of record. Joe Biden also has Senate records at the University of Delaware, and Reed says that's where the complaint would be. The University of Delaware uh, has not made those records public, 
And Biden has said those records don't contain personnel files. So he supports, bottom line, Biden supports searching the National Archives, but not his Senate records at the University of Delaware. All of that is the context for why Mika is pressing him on this. And it just gets kind of, well, more classically Biden, at least more classically current Biden. You are approving and actually calling for a search of the National Archives records. Why not do the same in the University of Delaware records? Why not do it for both sets of records? Because the material in the University of Delaware has no personnel files. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. Why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who who, who does that search? Ah! The University of Delaware. <laughs> oh, it's so painful. He can't win. I can't watch this. It's so cringy and terrible and <laughs> the confusion and. Well, does the resistance to searching the records at the University of Delaware imply there's something there? You be the judge. I'm just enjoying how obvious it was to have the FBI investigate Kavanaugh's entire life again. Right. But simply searching records that are known to exist where they're known they to exist it, right. is an unreasonable ask. Totally out of bounds. I remember okay. with Kavanaugh, they were like, why didn't you ask the FBI to investigate you? And he's yeah. like... <laughs> What? Uh, but now, even though there, you know, evidence of this assault, at least documentation of this of this assault exists, there he's like, I, I, who would even do that? Who would run this computer search that would take two steps? Well, as I said, all of that is not to say that I'm Team Tara Reid. Of at least obviously, um, I will I, I will say that she has more evidence in her court than Christine Blasey Ford did. But there are a lot of things about Tara Reid's story that I don't buy. It has changed over time. She did speak with a reporter. Maybe changed is the wrong word. People make that accusation. But she did speak with a local newspaper about this a year ago. And she mentioned that she was harassed or uh, she was treated unfairly by Biden. But she did not make the the finger-bang accusation. That emerged only in March. So it seems weird to, to omit that previously. Although maybe you just don't want to be as blunt. I don't know. You can You can make the defense of that. I suppose if um, this happened, I do think that this was a situation where he was trying to bang somebody and thought that they were into it and came on a little strong. Cause her story about be. him being like, I thought you liked me. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, mm, I've seen the memes. <laughs> I've seen the memes and Tara Reed as well. Um, to your point about what's actually, what she says is in this complaint that nobody's been able to find yet. She says that, uh, she didn't use the words sexual harassment or uh, sexual assault. She says the main word she used was uncomfortable. And she remembers using the word retaliation. Now to be as fair as possible, I can understand why someone who was actually abused might not want to uh, take the strongest fight against it for career advancement reasons or, or any of that stuff. It, it's not totally implausible, but the thing about, um, uh, you well, said that and, was and, last year, though. What is she doing with her life right now? Well, so Tara Reid, the, the one thing I'll say about her not using the assault claim on the on the uh, 
on the complaint is that that story has been consistent for the better part of a year. She said last year, I chickened out on the complaint. I wasn't as blunt on the complaint as I should have been. So she's not actually changing her description of what she wrote on there. It's just she's saying she chickened out, and that's fine. But my problem continues to be, or my problem is that that she continues uh, to chicken out um, on interviews as well. So, oh, I actually don't, I don't have the article uh, in front of me. But Tara Reid was scheduled to appear on a uh, Fox News Sunday interview this morning. It was supposed to tape on Friday and it was, it was supposed to, um, it was supposed to air this morning. She canceled on Friday. Fox is being tight lipped about why that was canceled. Previously, Tara Reid had said, I don't want to appear on Fox because I don't want to be Uh, perceived to be a partisan remember she's a democrat Mm. but she did agree to appear on fox she canceled and fox news isn't saying why but a new york times reporter says reed told her told the reporter that she canceled because she received death threats and she's nervous about being in the public eye Mm. maybe i don't know nbc uh, previously people were saying nobody wants to interview tara reed nobody will do it except fox well, NBC claims they offered Reed an interview as well, but she has not accepted. This is according to that Today Show reporting that we saw earlier about Trump seizing. Now, is Trump or is uh, is Tara Reed entitled to her privacy and to her nervousness about being in the national spotlight? Of course, but I'm not going to believe a claim without evidence just because she's too intimidated to provide it or because it's politically convenient. I do think that the corroborating accounts matter. And I do think that's an objective step beyond what Christine Blasey Ford had to offer. But remember, nobody has spoken directly to the claims made. It's just, I heard her tell me a story back then. Well, that shows you that she didn't make up the story today, but it's totally possible that the story was made up or exaggerated back then. And it's still a false story that has been consistent over time. And as far as the political pressure is concerned, that was totally foreseeable. I mean, she can't be acting like uh, this amount, this like these threats coming out of the left, like the request for interviews, like, like, how is this possibly an outcome of the sexual assault allegation that I made? Like, obviously, it's what's going to happen. So if you're going to come forth with something like this, you have to ready yourself for the shitstorm that you're going to experience, uh, especially in this very unique, that's redundant, in this unique political climate. That said... When this story first came out, I assumed, yeah, almost certainly bullshit. bullshit and yeah. over time, it has provided more more evidence, more corroboration than I expected. So I'm certainly open to more developments and hearing more. I, I just I want to avoid jumping on the Tara Reid bandwagon in a kind of a mirror image of Christine Blasey for that's that's the only. Well, I'm just still so mad about avoid. Kavanaugh that my instinct is to be like, let's destroy fight him. fire with fire. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It, what it they did with if, Kavanaugh was so much worse. I mean, he's not really facing the the wrath of people like Kavanaugh was. He's getting like a pretty difficult interview from drunk Mika Brzezinski. By the way, whatever amount <laughs> of sober. alcohol she drank that morning was like the right amount. <laughs> she needs to keep it at that amount. Like just enough to be fiery yet coherent. Perfect. Good job, Mika. Well, in terms of the reaction, some people have been consistent. Some people have not. Nancy Pelosi is basically debating herself. Um, so, so she came out this week and, and spoke in defense of Joe Biden. Someone on Twitter put together this great mashup. I'll link it in the description if you want to check it out. This is a brief uh, brief portion of it. But a mashup of Nancy Pelosi's statements about Joe Biden juxtaposed against her statements in 2018 about Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford. It, it is like the lady is debating herself. Check this out. A investigation on Justice Kavanaugh 
when a very similar uh, allegation came out on him. Uh, why well, let, let me just say, uh, I, I respect your question, and I don't need a, a, a lecture or a speech. We're here to show our respect for all women who have a case, have it respected. What's happening here has lifetime impacts. The crimes themselves, the, uh, uh, the uh, allegations that have been made are about uh, offenses that have a lifetime impact. There is also due process. And uh, the... It's kind of confusing because she's actually wearing the same outfit, more or less. Yeah. But Mask Nancy is defending Biden. That's how you can tell. Is that a mask? Yes. It's oh, a I was mask like, her scarf is all fucked up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fact listen. that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. I love this quote. Due process and the fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. That's a defense. And uh, the fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. Lifetime impact on a person to be violated in that way by a person who wants a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. Instead of asking questions, the Republican leadership Fears the truth. There was never any record, and that uh, nobody ever came forward. Really? They're so afraid of the truth, and they're so afraid of a woman, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, for the truth that she will stell. Oh my God. The truth that she will stell. What about the truth that Tara Reid will stell? Maybe she'll stell it well. Why can't coronavirus, uh, you know, take care of these geriatric politicians? <laughs> Just like wipe all these people out. Are we going to have to deal with this shit for 10 more years? Are they going to be like pushing 90, still doing this shit in different positions? They're just going to get moved around to different political offices and we're going to have to deal with this. I'm going to, I'm going to disavow wishing coronavirus on people. What? You don't think the world would would be a better place if Nancy (laughs) Pelosi was dead? Come on. My principles. Susan's going to get us now. Are you serious? I'm not saying I'm going to kill her. I'm just saying I hope she dies of natural causes soon. <laughs> I'm not going that far either. I, all right. I just, I just hope that she's voted out of Congress. Mm. That's all. I don't want her to do anything behind the scenes. And she needs to be punished. I hope she think. lives out her days eating ice cream at her San Francisco palace. But it's in terms of her defense... Uh, Biden is Biden. It's kind of interesting that um, Kavanaugh is Kavanaugh was an argument against Brett Kavanaugh at the time. (laughs) Remember, they tried to paint him as like the frat boy party guy. Yeah. And and besides, Biden is Biden. You take that to mean like man of upstanding character, protector of women and people's rights and all this. It's not as though we have a shortage of evidence of him making people uncomfortable with touch and inappropriate advances. Biden is Biden to me could be equally an equally valid argument of guilt. Like, yeah, look at, look at this sure. montage of him touching kids and sniffing their hair. Yeah. And then he smelled my hair and forcibly finger banged me. <laughs> <laughs> some are at least honest. I will say that about some of the people reacting Lisa Bloom, who is, um, she was one of the lawyers representing the, uh, the, uh, the, the Bill O'Reilly accusers. One of the, she's, arguably responsible for Bill O'Reilly being off the air at Fox. And she tweeted the following. <clears throat> I believe you, Tara Reed. You have people who remember you told them about this decades ago. You know, he is handsy. He being Joe, you're not asking for money. You you've obviously struggled mightily with this, but I still have to fight Trump so I will still support Joe and I believe you and I'm sorry. In other words, 
owning Trump is more important to her than having than not having a a sexual abuser in the White House, presumably at least in part because she believes that Trump is a sexual abuser. This is an honest take, I guess. Are you applauding people for their honesty, <laughs> like being like, I think that you sexually assaulted this woman. However, my TDS is so overwhelming that I don't even give a shit. I'm going to vote for him anyway. I saw a tweet from a rando. It wasn't replying to this, but someone sent me screenshots. It was replying to similarly themed tweets. And I can't verify who this is. It's just a guy on Twitter. So it's not really worth highlighting. But the, the, the tweet said, if it's sincere, I don't care if Trump raped my child or not Trump. I don't care if Biden raped my child. I would still vote for him over Trump. I believe that to be sincere. <laughs> At least it was presented that way. Do you still think but, that nobody should be executed by firing squad? Like, for a tweet? Probably not. But What if somebody genuinely holds that position? It could have been sarcastic. Mm. Gee, it's, you, there's a lot of violent tendencies tonight. Yeah, I'm really angry today. <laughs> Rose McGowan. Uh, Rose McGowan is about this close to walking away from the Democratic Party. And as someone yeah. who has enjoyed my chuckles at Rose McGowan's expense over time, and I sort of enjoy my chuckles at this overly dramatic photo that she tweeted that corresponds to this statement that she made, I think she's starting to have the right ideas because she's been yelling at Alyssa Milano for her insane hypocrisy about the Tara Reid allegation. And she's been talking on Twitter about how this is all a bunch of bullshit and people don't believe Tara Reid because of politics. And I think she's generally right on that. She tweeted out this statement in part. It reads, I used to be, or I normally share thoughts, but tonight it's emotion. I used to be a proud Democrat. I was raised to be a proud Democrat. I will all, I was always told it was the democratic party that was, uh, that were the good guys. But now I know too much. I feel really quite a sense of loss tonight. I am not a cynical person, but America, goddamn Republicans have always been painted as the bad guys. And I've always seen them more as a cult, but now I realize so are the Democrats and the media. Well, uh, open invitation to the show, Rose McGowan. I, I mean, I, she- I, I feel for her. I feel for her because there comes a time when all in all of our lives where we're like, wow, we have been lied to. We have been mm-hmm. lied to. We have been fed a whole bunch of bullshit. We've been taught things that are inaccurate. And look at what she sacrificed for this huge lie. She's childless. She banged her way through Hollywood. She got Weinsteined. Yeah. It's like, and she's coming out of this realizing that that she really got nothing. She got a shit deal. She bought into all these lies. She got a shit deal. And now she's, you know, in middle age and she's totally screwed. So like, thank God this, I read this and I was like, thank God I figured this out when I was in my twenties. Like I, what a blessing. And even then it felt like a huge loss to me because I spent my whole childhood in post-adolescence being lied to and doing that indoctrination. Imagine that what that would be like when you're pushing 50 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people replying to this tweet from Rose McGowan, people with big platforms looking to interview her. So, uh, you know, I, I think she's done and said silly things in the past, but anytime someone starts to get it, I'm always more than willing and eager to hear them out. So I actually hope this is kind of a turning point for her. Better well, that was a brave thing to say. Yeah. A brave thing to say. Certainly a lot more respect from me than someone like Alyssa Milano or even Joe Biden himself who have been twisting and turning, putting themselves into pretzel, uh, pretzel formation to justify their perspectives as anything but political when they are clearly purely political. Anyway, uh, that's all I got on this. We'll see what this week uh, brings in terms of uh, Joe Biden, Tara Reid developments. Um, 
uh, want to move on to like uh, to uh, to coronavirus developments and the protests, but we could take an early break if you want to, or we could just move right into it. It's going to be a lengthy segment. More coronavirus. I guess we should take a wee break. Maybe check up uh, on a few. Darth Jones, thanks for supporting the show over on uh, DLive. Much appreciated. And actually, I'm going to open the treasure chest for you guys uh, early tonight, although my browser's kind of frozen. Let's see if it'll let me do it. Sit tight. We'll see if we can get that going. Oh, I, I see in the live chat that she's also converting Evan Rachel Wood. That would make me very happy. Treasure chest rewards on the way. Who's that? Is she being Rose McGowan or who's she? She, I guess she tweeted that she supports Rose McGowan. Evan Rachel Wood is another Hollywoodite. She's like, she's younger. She's like my age, hmm. but you know, if we can start converting Hollywood women, that would be yeah. Fantastic. No, I, I, in all fairness, I want to be as warm and welcoming and fair to this sort of person as possible. Nothing drives me crazier than when we spend time criticizing people for their ridiculous views. And then when they start to reconsider those views, if we're mean or hostile to them at that point, it's like, no, that's the point. We want them to start reconsidering those views. Yeah. So I don't want to intimidate them away from that sort of thing when they, when the gears start spinning and they, they start to get it. Uh, no matter how late it happens. I agree. Yeah. Anytime people want to start considering other viewpoints and viewpoints that I think are the objectively correct ones. Yeah. Great. Welcome to the party. Glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, let's see. Cameron over on, um, on Streamlabs. <laughs> this is, we'll talk about Justin Trudeau and the gun ban later. Can I read this? Imagine being so beta of a man that you are willing to let Justin fucking Trudeau cuck you out of your own guns. If Leafs would <clears throat> overreact as hard as they do for hockey, they would have this man's, they would have this man out of office within a week. Justin Trudeau resigns when? Sorry, there there are some calls here that I have to be careful about. You're doing some bleeping, yeah. But uh, I appreciate the, I, I certainly share the sentiment about what is justified resistance to what I think are, if not violations of the legal rights of Canadians, violations of the natural rights of Canadians. And that's what we'll get into in a moment. You know, I know that you, you guys don't have the Second Amendment the way we do, but that doesn't mean that you aren't entitled to those same rights um, by, by their natural status, by what they are, by your creator, by the natural order of the world, all of that. The basis for which we have the Second Amendment in the first place. Agreed. That's from 2A. Mm, I remember what you said last time, 2A. I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> This is disgusting, uh, but I'll read it. Matt is really right. generous with his Corona bucks. He made multiple deposits right into my bank account. He even complained when I insisted he take some back, saying it left a nasty taste in his mouth. That should give you an idea of how disgusting <laughs> what 2A said Gay! last week was. Uh, well, it, it was sticks, pretty bad. We do have a few terrible. more on Streamlabs. I'll get to you guys, you guys in a minute. Um, this is from Well of Sticks. I hear George W. Bush talk about unity, which is how we got the Patriot Act and Persian Gulf too. He can go find a corner to die in already. I like the cut of your jib. Um, <laughs> also, gut check Tara Reid. Do you believe her or not? Gut check? I mean, I hate to do this because it's what the left does. Like, ooh, it rings true. Yeah. Uh, but if I, if I had to, I would say that there's some semblance of truth in the story that she's telling. And she doesn't seem particularly a tension hungry for me and trump is so well positioned to win without any help that uh, i'm i'm 
I mean, I probably believe her, but I'm not saying that like, there is just not enough evidence for me to say anything super decisive right now. But. Gut check, no. And I'm going to say the same thing that I said about Kavanaugh. I, I think it's very odd that you would have this massive opposition to a person in the case of Christine Blasey Ford, in the case of Kavanaugh. Okay, so you object morally to him being a Supreme Court justice because he did this to you decades ago, but you're fine with him being on the appeals court. You're fine with the rest of the career advancement to very high offices that he had prior. In the case of Joe Biden, he was a senator for years after that, and then he was the vice presidential nominee, and you still said nothing? Right, but but when uh, he's going to be a potential geriatric presidential nominee and he doesn't have a good position of winning, it's like now the why senators now have questions, a lot of power. You know? Why now questions are always uh, important to me. And I know that if you're abused, you're not eager to jump out and tell your story. But even 2008, this that would have been 15 years after the fact. Is that drastically different than, you know, however, 27 that we're out now? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, my, my gut is no. It's more believable than Christine Blasey Ford. That's objectively really what my so. standard yeah, is. Objectively <laughs> so. I think, yeah. but I, yeah, I agree that that's not Christine Blasey Ford was not believable period. So Christine Blasey Ford plus one to me does not meet my threshold yeah. still, but. Oh God. All right. Uh, something kind of other, um, a gotcha question. Ask a Biden supporter if they still believe Blasey Ford. If yes, <laughs> then ask what it makes it different. If no, ask what changed in the last two years. Either way is hypocrisy. Yeah, getting leftists to recognize their own hypocrisy is a losing battle. Why, why if someone it? were to say, you know, because of the political reversal in this, at this, in this case, I now see the flaws in the way I thought about Christine Blasey Ford. <laughs> like I'd somebody's say, gonna say that. <laughs> great, Good but yeah, who's saying that? Yeah, who's saying that? Uh, this is why it's the day of the rope. Um, M demagogue. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Whatever we you do can... have a livelihood to protect here. <laughs> I'm feeling Although really it, reckless Susan, tonight. It's okay because okay JJ over at Twitter said it. Don't yeah. forget. Day of the brick, day of the rope, oven ready. Never forget. Yep. Oven ready. Uh, Matt and I once made love, and judging by the position of his vag, he must have been very cooperative. Yeah, did you see that? <laughs> I did see that tweet. Uh, I, I heard that that guy resigned. For that statement? If, if people didn't hear, there's some. what state is he from? Is he, He's a state legislature? Legislator? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And he said basically the reason I don't believe Tara Reed is because of the position of the vagina when standing. It's not possible to get a hand in there, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. But he's saying when you're standing, you can't really forcibly penetrate a woman. It's not easy. Like if her legs are closed, you can't do it. Well, he's talking about like insertive into the vagina, but like getting down there is pretty easy. Yeah, he's saying you can't penetrate if she's not willing. That, that was his case, more or less. And I, I heard that he resigned, but I don't know. Uh, what is this world? Um, JVal90, free America now, after all. If you like your quarantine, you can keep your quarantine. <laughs> Elon Musk gets more based by the year. I have just been loving these updates with this story this week. Like, I know he's insane and everything like that, but there's nothing I love more than like a 2 a.m. Elon Musk rant. I bet I his employees I probably hate his fucking guts. Oh, he like drastically drove down the price of his stock this week. He straight up mm. tweeted at like 2 a.m. Um, first of all, like free the American economy, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then he was like, I think the price of Tesla is just too high. <laughs> he said that? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I saw him saying like, I'm going to sell off all my property and I will own no house and all yeah. that sort of stuff. He also but I didn't, he, he explicitly said the, the price of Tesla stock is too, high, is too high and it dropped in response. 
I don't, if you were a shareholder, wouldn't you be like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you doing? All right. Uh, Ray Barden. Here's some Corona bucks since Viking and Weaver's first vending event was canceled due to Kung flu. Mm. Not a good year to go from hobby business to actual business, but we're hanging in there, man. Oh, everybody hang in there. Well, thank you. Um, I'll do two more if I don't vomit in my mouth right now. Oh, and look at this rash, this pregnancy rash this is so bad. Oh, I can't even, can't even see God. really. Never felt more disgusting. Man, I once made love. Oh, this is going to make me feel more disgusting. He held me down under quarantine and inject me with his stimulus package. Ugh. Didn't last long as he promised and made me just want to go back to work. I will eat your ass. Uh, <laughs> BHC says uh, the director of the Ohio Department of Health is on video claiming that viruses multiply on surfaces and not knowing the difference between exponential and logarithmic growth. Check Twitter um, to see the videos. I'm trying to make them go viral. I, yeah, I think um, I'm a little behind on my emails, but I think you had sent me to by by email early uh, earlier today. So I will I'll check that out uh tomorrow probably so thank you for that oh Candy that Mac. was from sorry that last one was from yiz the eunuch i'm sorry i forgot to say his name ah oh, proceed sorry thank you candy mac says uh this shit is real now done trickled down to healthcare. they wanted to save the healthcare system and they're ruining it uh running a damn skeleton crew docs not being paid if they stay over for a procedure buddies being laid off left and right she also says hospitals hurting and the first thing they do is cut staff which leads to poorer patient outcomes and more medical errors they need to open the hell up my husband uh is ready to find my husband's ready to find a protest to join still no surge in sarasota sarasota and blonde you look great Candy Mac is a, if as you'll recall, is a respiratory therapist in uh, in Florida. So thanks for checking in on with what's going on in the hospital setting for us. Yeah. And and yeah, I would always take note of the way this has shifted. Remember the deal. The greatest meme of the week was uh, Darth Vader talking to whoever, whatever the Star Wars character was. Was it like rebels or was it other Imperial guys? Anyway, it's Darth Vader talking to Star Wars guys and saying, "Well, the deal was." that we would uh, do the, the stay at home thing to flatten the curve and reduce the, the burden on healthcare uh, workers or on the healthcare yeah. system. And we haven't overwhelmed the healthcare system. So let's go back out. And it's just Darth Vader saying, I've altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it again. <laughs> and that's kind of the situation we're in right now. Anyway, yeah. lame story, funny me, whatever. Bad description. Uh, Redicus says- You play uh, that sounder on me all the time. You deserve it. Great, so, great story, compelling and rich. Uh, where's my, I had, I had another one that was applicable. All right, fine. I'll do it to myself. If I can, now that it's, now that no, it's way the up. Comic timing is bad. Now. The comic timing's way off. Whatever. Renicus says, uh, people that definitely killed someone, OJ, Carol Baskin, chloroquine lady, the FBI, Hillary, and Alex Jones. At this rate, I need to start milling some 80% lowers and start hoarding for the bunker. Cause the bastard Castro is giving gun grabbers ideas. Yeah, you wonder if um, if Canada. Well, thankfully, what he's doing can't be done in the U.S. At least in the way that he's doing it. But yeah, you never know. The trend is always in that direction, and we'll get to the hydroxychloroquine lady, fish tank cleaner lady later, because she is a regular Carol Baskin for sure. Freddie Fasthand says first payment on what I owe after watching for two years. Appreciate the consistency or consistently informative and entertaining show. Thanks for giving me something to look forward to on Mondays. I'm praying that you both are praying for you both and for the health of blondes, baby. God bless. Well, thank you for supporting you. the show and, uh, and thanks for tuning in for as long as you have. And 
Thanks I for am the not big support of the show. I am not going to be niggardly. Feudalist Savage says, here, take my Trudeau Corona box. Did they get Corona box up north too, I assume? Oh, did Trudeau, they? they must have. Trudeau is more motivated to his UN Security Council seat rather than actually serving the Canadian public. Canada's freedoms erode every day. That man and his lackeys stay in power. Yeah, this... um. I'm not an expert on the Canadian political system, but the fact that Trudeau was just like, and they're banned. Uh, and people celebrate this. Ooh, look what a reasonable country does in response to a, in yeah. response to a, a, in response to the shooting. Even if I were to grant that what he's doing is reasonable, which I don't, but let's say it is actually a great solution. Do you not see the problem with a guy being able to go and uh, the country's fundamentally altered now, you better hope that he gets it right 100% of the time. Otherwise, you're in big trouble. Right. But we'll see how this plays out. Anyway, moving into um, to coronavirus and the protests and just all the developments that are going on with lockdowns and, and all that, um, I wanted to talk first about what is some good news. Uh, of course, we've had a lot of uncertainty about uh, potential reinfections. People were, people have been saying, well, we don't know much about this virus just because people have uh, antibodies after prior exposure and recovery doesn't mean they're actually immune. We don't know that the antibodies mean immunity. In fact, we've seen cases of reinfection people claim. And specifically South Korea thought they had seen a lot of cases of reinfection, hundreds of those cases, in fact, but this week, South Korean Infectious disease experts say the dead virus, uh, dead virus fragments were likely the cause of hundreds of cases of people testing positive for coronavirus after already having had it and making full recoveries. In other words, the, the speculation, or at least the opinion of these infectious disease experts, is that test, uh, test false positives were behind yeah. those feared reinfections. They're not, in fact, reinfections. The committee's findings confirmed an earlier assessment from the Korea Center for Disease Control and Prevention that repeat patients appear to have little or no contagiousness. The KCDC cited results of virus culture tests that all failed to find live virus in recovered patients. And this argument never made that much sense for me anyway, from the lockdown, the pro lockdown perspective, because if the idea is, well, now we're locking down or restricting until there's a vaccine available, and also the idea is we don't know that prior exposure makes you safe from the virus again in the future. Why would we wait for a vaccine? Why would we wait for anything? Yeah. If you have no protection from the virus based on prior exposure, what the What's, hell are we, what doing? are we doing? There's right. no point. Uh, uh, in terms of the count of coronavirus deaths, this report uh, this has been reported by a few uh, places this week. Uh, Daily Wire being the one I'm looking at here. Headline, two CDC webs websites give vastly different coronavirus death tolls. So the CDC has a couple different web pages that are reporting coronavirus death tolls. The first of which is, uh, is over at the National Center for Health Statistics. And as of May 1st, they're reporting 37,000 some coronavirus deaths nationwide. That's well below the 64,000 reported at the same time by Johns Hopkins and Worldometers, the kind of big aggregator sites that everyone cites. Um, indeed, the, the CDC's own coronavirus website, as of this recording right now, says there are 65,700 coronavirus deaths. So you have two different CDC sources, one saying 37,000, the other saying 65,000. 
There's a lot of questions on social media about why that is the case this week. And people who say that this is no big deal and that people wondering about this are way off base, note this uh, note in the, um, in the methodology here, in, the, in this uh, footnote to the actual table, the actual data. So in the, um, in the National Health Statistics, uh, National Center for Health Statistics data, the low end one that says 37,000, they say data during this period are incomplete because of the lag time between when the death occurred and when the death certificate is completed, submitted to the statistics center and processed for reporting purposes. So are they the like, only people using death certificates? Is that what they're saying? Well, what they're saying is that the, 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 the statistics you're seeing right here are finalized. These are these are vetted. These are death certificates that have been completed and processed. And people and and so this is sort of like the pneumonia charts that we were looking at earlier, right. where the data are incomplete. People are worried about, well, why, why is pneumonia so low comparative to coronavirus? Why do we see a reduction in pneumonia when we see a spike in coronavirus? We have to wait until the data are complete. And so people who are critical about people freaking out about this point to that. That's true. These data are incomplete. I'm not saying take this as final and 37,000 is the accurate number at this point in time, but that's not the complete picture either. You scroll down and there's an explanation. I can talk explanation from the CDC about why numbers are different. The 37,000 number is different from the numbers you see more commonly reported. And they give all sorts of reasons about differences in state reporting and state reporting rates. And it says at the end of it, reporting systems use different definitions or methods for counting deaths. We also just have varying definitions for what counts as a coronavirus death being reported into a central system and trying to be organized. So I'm not, I don't present this information to you to say, well, the low end is certainly the accurate one and 64,000 is a bunch of bullshit. Well, the question, uh... the question remains, According to the CDC's own methodology, 37,000 at this point in time is a more vetted, more higher quality data number. And 64,000 uh, yeah, is, is shooting from the hip. Why it, are we focusing on one and not the other? All of these numbers became irrelevant when they began to financially incentivize hospitals to categorize deaths of all sorts as COVID. And yeah. when they started using deaths that were not COVID positive as presumptive COVID cases. It's like, well, all these are fucking worthless. I don't care what it says in your death certificate. There's that question too, which we'll get to it with project Veritas in a moment. Uh, all I'm saying is there's defenses for both of these figures. My question is why is the higher figure always sensationalized? Why, why is that always the case when you can make a credible case for using this lower number, albeit one that is not as immediately updated as the other ones. But doesn't vetting matter? Doesn't making sure that the death certificate is processed appropriately? Doesn't that matter? Aren't you so sick of talking about this? Kind of. That's why I'm moving on. But no, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm yeah. not ragging on you. Everybody's talking yeah. about it all the time. But like, at at some point, people are just going to get fatigue from talking. It's been it's been four months now. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't even really start talking about it until it became a big An interruption in the United States. Yeah. Our first, the the first episode we talked about it was like January sixteenth. Um, so did we reference up, it that early? Wow. Yeah. Um, we were talking about how it probably came from these stupid bad eating Chinese. And then I <laughs> the important we, things. Yeah, I think somebody asked like, "How worried should we be about it?" And I was like, "Pretty worried." I think we should. Be pretty worried. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we did. T- but that th- we're coming up on four months of talking about this every single show. 
And that means Tucker Carlson has talked about it five nights a week, every single show for four months. The entire year, basically. Yeah. It, it's, it's like at some point people are going to be like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, there's still more interesting information coming out. And of course, the politics of all of this, I remain fascinated by because I never could have foreseen this coming. Uh, but in terms of the financial incentive that you mentioned to classify deaths as coronavirus deaths and cases as coronavirus cases, James O'Keefe put out a video, Project Veritas, this week talking to funeral home directors in New York. And yeah, it's anecdotal. Yeah, I mean, maybe there are funeral home directors who disagree. Take it with a grain of salt. Draw your own conclusions. But here are a few uh, a few pieces of commentary from New York City area funeral directors saying that same sort of thing. To me, all you're doing is you're padding st- uh, statistics. You're putting people on that have COVID-19. If they didn't have it, you're making the death rate for New York City a lot higher than it should be. To be honest with you, all of the death certificates they're writing COVID on, all of the death certificates, whether they had a positive test, whether they didn't. So I, I think, you know, again, this is my personal opinion. I, I think like the mayor in our city, they're looking for federal funding, and the more they put COVID on a death certificate, the more they can ask for federal funds. I had one that was autopsied because his sister was furious, and she says, I know my sister didn't die of COVID-19. She said she had Alzheimer's, and they didn't suction her. You have to suction because they forget how to swallow. And um, right away they put down COVID-19 on her. That certificate in the hospital, they did an independent autopsy, bingo, no COVID-19. No surprise there. Media Matters is calling this a conspiracy theory video. (laughs) It's what? It's not even O'Keefe's opinion. He just talked to people and they shared their opinion and they're in the industry. How's that a conspiracy theory video? You can decide if you think that those people are representative of funeral homes generally or not. That that's fine, but that is the opinion of those people. Their names are up there. The, the Media Matters article here says some of them were anonymous. Okay, but I just showed you three who weren't. Who weren't right? I kind of feel for these people though. I mean, normally it's like a, when when Veritas does something, it's like a slam dunk on somebody who deserves to have their identity revealed. But these people are just talking about how this is clearly horseshit. Well, I think they did it. I don't think that he deceived those people as far oh, as really? I understand. I was under the impression he maybe, planted people in the funeral home as he does. Maybe I, I should be, this. I should be clear on the methods. I don't know if he was, if he deceived those people in, in, in those recordings or not. I just assumed he did. I, I have no idea. He, well, that's the controversy with O'Keefe, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's not, the point is it's not conspiracy theory. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, as far as, uh, more, more doctors are actually coming out in support of opening up. So, Recall on Monday, YouTube removed the original post of those California urgent care doctors who gave their own take on coronavirus data and said it's time to open up. Um, And YouTube removed the video, the original post of it. Remember, it wasn't on the doctor's channel. It was on a local ABC channel, a legitimate news station channel. And then it got 5 million views and they took it down. Yeah. And YouTube took it down and issued a statement publicly that says content that explicitly disputes the efficacy of local health authority recommended guidance on social distancing that may lead others to act against that guidance violates their community guidelines. This is professional doctor opinion. That's it. And they took it down and the station says they appealed the decision. That was Monday or Tuesday. 
as of right now, I'll refresh it right now just to double check. But yeah, that thing is still gone. It's, I don't know if YouTube's going to say any more. Well, everyone loves to dunk on those doctors. And truth be told, as I mentioned, I think some of their math is a little questionable, in my opinion. Does that mean they should be banned from YouTube? That you shouldn't be able to evaluate their math for yourself? No, but YouTube's going to have potentially a bigger problem on its hand because those people dismiss those doctors as kooks. Oh, those are just one-off weird kook doctors. Well, there's more, and they're coming out every day. And if you guys um, want to watch that, it's on Ramsey Paul's BitChute channel. Just FYI. Hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, it's on it's on band.video too, uh, the Infowars website. Uh, let's see. Um, a couple doctors this week in Pennsylvania, a UPMC doctor says coronavirus is not as deadly as feared and that hospitals need to get back to normal. He says the death rate may be as low as 0.25%. Says Dr. Donald Yealy. He says, quote, we've learned that way more people, far, far more people have actually been exposed to the infection without any knowledge of it. That makes the overall death rate much lower. Many people didn't feel sick at all and have recovered without difficulty. In New York, Dr. Daniel Murphy uh, is, is not just a doctor, but he's been experiencing the worst of this coronavirus situation. He says, quote, with the New York Post, I'm an emergency physician at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I've been in the ER every day these last few weeks, either supervising or providing direct uh, direct care. I contracted a COVID-19 infection very early in the outbreak, as did two of my daughters, one of whom is a nurse. We all did well, thank God. It is precisely what I have witnessed that now tells me it's time to ease the lockdown. Here's why. And he goes on to describe uh, a series of points. He says, after April 7th, corona, uh, coronavirus arrivals at the hospital in New York, hospitals in New York have slowed down. Second, he worries about non-coronavirus care, the implications of delaying uh, people who would seek otherwise necessary care or delaying the treatment of those cases. Third, inordinate fear that he says is being overamplified, scaring the public. Uh, he says the public needs to understand that the vast majority of infected do quite well. And lastly, he says coronavirus is way more prevalent than we are aware. As of today, I haven't seen the data on this, but he's saying 43% of those tested in the Bronx are positive. That's an insanely high Whoa. number. I bet, I bet the case fatality is lower than 0.25% then. Unclear if Dr. Yeely or Dr. Murphy are allowed to have YouTube channels or accounts. You'll have to ask Surely Susan yeah. about that. Uh, anyway, getting into the, uh, to the economy, the economic update. Uh, remember, this is all the safe and reasonable and obvious trade-off in response to Corona apocalypse. We've been following it each and every week. This week, some 3.8 uh, million more Americans applied for unemployment benefits. Uh, that brings the six-week total to over 30 million. As we show each week, this chart shows weekly unemployment claims. We've showed it way back in the past. This one's for the last year. All those tiny little barely visible gray lines are weekly unemployment claims for every week in the past year. The red off the charts is what we're doing on a weekly basis now. They're not even on comparable scales. And of course, we also got news this week that the economy uh, shrank at a 4.8% pace in the first quarter. GDP decline of 4.8% in the first quarter. That's January, February, March. So really, you only had the latter half of March where we started doing this dr draconian lockdown stuff. I mean, that's bad. That's the worst since 2008 in 2000, fourth quarter, 2008, we had a eight and a half percent dip in the great recession. 
time. Uh, stay tuned for the second quarter numbers because it's going to be disastrous. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be multiples of this. We're going to shrink the economy, I'm sure, by at least double digits in terms of percentage. Hey, you know, a subscriber sent me um, that Harvard paper that's supportive of the 10 to 40,000 deaths per 1% increase in um, ah. unemployment. I think mm. I sent it to you on Skype, but um, there seems to be some level of validity to that. What's a, remind me. Okay, so say the math again. Maybe we can figure this out. Um, it, of course, it's incredibly hard to quantify. And I think the study was done in the early 80s or late 70s. And it was a single study. So um, it's really hard to, to see like what deaths by suicide and things like that are related to somebody losing their job mm -hmm. or being impoverished. Um, but it is said by this Harvard study that for every 1% increase in absolute unemployment, 1% um, ab absolute increase in unemployment, that 10 to 40,000 people die. Okay. 10 to 40,000. So let's say we get up to something like 10% unemployment, which we've already We're seen. Past unemployment. Right. Even in past weeks, that was 10% of the workforce unemployed. So you're, you're potentially talking about 400,000 attributable deaths am i doing the, the math right well what what's That's the level speculative of but i don't know what the percent is uh does it say in we're at 3.5 percent before this let's see 18.6 percent of the u.s labor force according to the cnn reporting is now filing for unemployment claims so that's a like a roughly a 15 percent increase yeah so for each one about... of those 10 to forty thousand. Yeah, we're talking about between 150,000 and whatever 40 times 15 is. Yeah, so 600,000. Is that what that is? Yeah, 40 yeah. times 15, 40,000 times 15. Um, wait, hold on. That's speculative. Obviously, it's difficult to make that direct attribution, but the idea that this is having no, this is obvious trade-off and we're not ruining lives to the point of desperation and deaths of despair yeah, well, you know, we continue to talk about that each and every week. And that's why people are out in the streets increasingly. The longer this goes on, the more intense the protest and the resistance will become. We saw sizable protests across the country. Here's just uh, a sample of images from a few cities. So this was Lansing, Michigan at the Capitol. We'll get into that in a minute. Huntington Beach, California. Whoa. That's, I mean, look at the size of this crowd. It kind of pans a little bit. I don't know how many people are there, but that's a lot. San Diego. And then Chicago. Good. That makes me really happy. I mean, I think that some people can see that this is a transparent authoritarian takeover, that there's some kind of weird technocratic aspect here. Also, yeah. people are not trusting the oligarchy anymore. Um, and didn't Hillary Clinton this week actually say that we should never let a crisis go to waste? I mean, well, I know the, the, um, uh... Oh, what's his face? Rahm Emanuel quote that she's repeated before, but did she repeat it again? 
Did she say it I'm again? pretty sure she said that this week. Wow. Well, as these protests go on, the efforts to smear the people protesting will continue as well. So there are a few points that are made. First, they're racist. Michigan uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer was on Jake Tapper's show this morning. She says the protesters are racist. She says that uh, that people protesting her had swastikas, Confederate flags, and nooses, and they depicted some of the worst racism in American history. Uh uh, when they talk about they're racist and they're Nazis and stuff, I don't have the pictures in front of me. I forgot to grab it. But what they're ta- a lot of the, the signs at the Michigan protest were, as we've seen before, calling her a Nazi, yeah. Heil Whitmer, all those sorts of references. One he of them even fought the Nazis, right? Even one of them made a reference to um, to the to the words above the Auschwitz gate: "Work will set you free." Again, it's talking about it's calling Whitmer a Nazi. That's what they're doing. And I is that overblown? Is that justified? Whatever. The point is they're not endorsing racism. I agree that Hitler comparisons are kind of tired That's, and I wouldn't do it. Right, whatever. I don't care about yeah. it. I, I I'm just going to go ahead and say that I don't care if these people actually are racist and we should stop defending ourselves against this claim because it's the right. go-to the, for the left. They should they should be free people whether they're racist or not, and okay. I don't buy the claim that they're racist. They're calling you Hitler because you're being quasi-fascist or fully fascist. Uh, And then they're terrorists. They're terrorists because a lot of these, not even a lot, uh, some Michigan protesters showed up armed. They were open carrying rifles. And some of the Michigan legislators were intimidated. Uh, So you'll see headlines. This is terrorism. Uh, Reminder, everyone who entered the Michigan Capitol was temperature checked to get into the te- to the Capitol. Even the guys who were carrying guns, they did not storm the Capitol. They did not breach the Capitol. They entered the Capitol. According to the Capitol's rules, they voluntarily submitted to temperature checks. If they're terrorists, why wasn't every single one of them arrested? Oh, right. Because it's perfectly legal to open carry a firearm in the state of Michigan and on Capitol grounds, seeing as how there were zero Arrests. There was one arrest all day in Michigan. It was for two protesters fighting among each other, not for threatening police or threatening legislatures, uh, legislators. Uh, Once again, I I also don't care whether or not they did this legally. Like it it is time for us to be storming buildings and such. This is absurd. Well, uh, disavow Susan. The point you're making is is the valid one that is their rights are being violated and this is self-defense this is civil this is civil disobedience in self-defense that's what we're looking at right now as far as michigan law is concerned you're free to open carry a firearm as long as you're doing so with lawful intent guess what they did it with lawful intent terrorism is politically motivated violence so where was the violence these are firearms that are in self-defense and that's what you're talking about as well including self-defense from a tyrannical state that is what we're talking about. If the mere possession or uh, a carrying of a firearm is a threat or intimidation, well, why would, a f- why would having one ever be legal? If gun equals threat, in what context would you say threats are legally protected? You wouldn't. If gun equals threat, it means gun illegal. That's the logic there. So, uh, oh, and then as far as this, they, they, they say too, oh, they're spreading the disease. We heard this about the Michigan protesters Weeks ago, when they, they did their first Operation Gridlock. Oh, they're spreading disease. Watch to see the spike. Watch to see the spike. They're out there. They're making things unsafe for everybody. Oh, look Look at the data from the weeks since. Where's the spike in Michigan? Oh, in fact, daily cases are declining. 
But yes, the, the protesters caused and will cause a massive spike in coronavirus cases. Um, I mean, if the herd immunity theory holds water, then even in the event that cases spike after this, um, I'm not really sure how relevant that's going to be in the total death cases. Yeah. So I'm not totally convinced. And uh, we heard from those doctors. Did we talk about this last week? The actual video of the doctors that got removed from YouTube. From YouTube we didn't talk about it. I talked about it on my own. Um, they yeah. talked about how obviously when people are in their house, when they're not interacting with any other virus, your immune system goes down when you're not getting vitamin D. Um, so they just straight up said like, when we relax these measures, there will be, an, ooh, I'm sorry, gross, um, an increase in COVID there, that, that will happen. And so I'm not really seeing that as evidence that social distancing or isolating at home has actually protected us from the virus or has decreased the net number of fatalities. I'm not, I'm just not totally convinced. Yeah. And uh, even if that happens, I still, you know, at what point are we, are we truly, are we truly so fearful that we're going to sacrifice our freedoms for this? Yeah. Because of fear, people are so easily controlled by fear. It's very disappointing. It, it is a bummer. Yeah, to the point that you're making, all infections are not necessarily bad. Point one, they they do contribute to immunity, which is a good thing. It, it makes the virus, it gives the virus less opportunity uh, to spread. And point two, people say, well, when we open up, we're going to see a spike in cases. First of all, that's not necessarily a bad thing inherently. All cases are not equal. But what do you expect? W what is the alternative? Lock, hide at home forever? That's right. not. Yeah, viable they, they lied about the pretense for which they were doing this which was to flatten the curve so as not to overwhelm the hospitals and now it's turned into until there are no new cases mm. nobody signed up for this at a certain point we have to be like our fundamental rights have been suspended our god-given rights have been suspended and then irrespective of the, of the legality of fighting that we're gonna have to be like okay it's time to take them back I, I don't know why anyone would be surprised to see this sort of thing. You start infringing on the fundamental rights of people. Yeah, I, I, obviously I'm going to defend their peaceable assembly in resistance. And the fact that they're armed is not criminal. Sorry, it's not. That's why no one was arrested. Well, we have a constitution for this reason. Yeah. As far as uh, the Michigan, Michigan governor, she doesn't care. Uh, she's digging in her heels. She's extended her stay-at-home order until May 28th. Republican lawmakers passed a bill to curb Whitmer's powers and to allow businesses to reopen with some restrictions and to claw back some power to the legislature on this issue. But Whitner, Whitmer will veto the bill. It looks like any challenge to Whitmer will have to come in court, and we'll hear from, uh, as we'll hear from Bill Barr in a moment. That remains a possibility, and there are some lawsuits that already exist uh, in california okay i do want to point out that it doesn't really matter what happens because you guys have already given women all of these political powers <laughs> so there's nothing that can be done now you can't undo this there's no shooting the milk back in the udder this is a huge mistake this is what happens when women get in charge don't forget christy gnome she got a parade in oh, south fine. dakota for every christy gnome <laughs> there's like 50 whitmers that's uh, I, I can't deny the trend you know the I entire the city trend. of gallup is shut down Right now, the entire city of what? Gallup, New Mexico, shut down, and then they have um, uh, the National Guard patrolling. The oh, roads. I heard about this. Like the city wants to open, but the state says no. Yeah, I should look into that. Uh, Chick did that. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, said he's not backing off at least entirely. They are. Uh, 
he is giving some counties uh, the some leeway to to make plans to reopen. And they're working on those plans. But Orange County beaches, of course, were very popular last weekend. Newsom ordered them closed. So uh, it looks like localities get their own discretion until Gavin doesn't like it. And then you have to get in line. The Huntington Beach City Council, we saw some of the protests earlier. They voted to sue the state of California to challenge the ban. And a Newport uh, Beach City Councilman suggests his city will follow. An Orange County supervisor quoted in this Voice of OCP says he expects individuals and businesses to file lawsuits as well. Saying, well, he doesn't think the county has standing to sue the state, quote, I would hope the governor will not fight a destructive legal battle and instead listen to local leaders who are in close consultation with their own healthcare professionals. I'm disappointed that the governor is making decisions based on a few photos rather than on the reality of the situation on the ground. Meanwhile, Gavin has released a list of approved outdoor activities. The state-approved outdoor activities in California. He says, we want people to see sunlight, to see sunsets. So, yes, you're still free to see a sunset in California. It's just you can't do it in large group congregations, and you can only do it with members of your household. So skateboarding is still allowed, for example, but uh, that's only if your skate park hasn't been filled in with sand because people were skateboarding there. Not really sure what that's about. Picnics are still allowed. But only if you're with your household members only. So if you go on a picnic date with someone you met on Tinder or something like that, the party, a representative from the California Communist Party will be meeting with you about that, about that uh, offense against the state. Getting some strange on Tinder and how that's fine if you want to assume the risk. (laughs) I forgot about that. But he did say something to that effect, too. Yeah. In Illinois... Governor J.B. Pritzker extended the state's stay-at-home order until June. Patch.com reported this week that his wife, M.K., had flown to Florida despite the order uh, and uh, the corresponding request against non-essential travel. She went to the family's equestrian estate in Florida, did the governor's wife. Asked about this hypocrisy, the governor was indignant about questions about his family. Listen to this. Mark Conkle with the patch says, where's the first lady? Is she accompanied by a state security detail? Has she engaged in non-essential travel? What is your response to people who say the stay-at-home order and non-essential travel bans aren't being abided by your family? I believe there's a report from Illinois Rising Action that says that she recently traveled to Florida. Well, first of all, I want to say that in politics, it used to be that we kept our families out of it. You know, my official duties have nothing to do with my family. So I'm just not going to answer that question. It's inappropriate, and I find it reprehensible, honestly, that that uh, that reporter wrote a story about it. Okay. Oh. Day of the brick, day of the road. <laughs> I've been ready. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. It's way off limits. Way out of bounds, dude. It's not gossip into your family. It's the fact that your family is not obeying the regulations that you have placed on Illinois citizens. How is that an unreasonable question to ask? It's, it's just like if your wife was violating any other law that you otherwise enforce on Illinois citizens. If it was uncovered that your wife was, your wife was involved in running a drug ring or something like that, and someone asked you about it with evidence that it happened, and you go, how dare you? How dare you ask questions about my family? Why why aren't they following the laws and regulations that you put in place? Because they think, you know, rules for for me, not for thee. They think that we are a different 
subclass of people to which they dictate the rules that they don't have to follow because they are better than us. They're more powerful. Their lives are more meaningful. They have to be reminded who they work for. To the point that you're making earlier. Yeah. But the day of the the rope point I was making earlier. Oh, I thought, well, and your, (laughs) that and uh, your point about the Michigan protesters. Oh, that's why I'm fully on their team. Um, I saw some conservative commentators who will remain nameless saying that it was bad optics and unwise to show up armed at the Capitol. Yes, because if we just give them good optics, they'll pat us on the top of our heads and say, good boy, you can keep your AR. I'm sure that's uh, sources you are critical with frequently who I, uh, for some reason, admire and listen to regularly. Really? I was uh, I was annoyed. I was Did annoyed. Play the violin, wear a tiny I, hat. No further comments. No further comments. Uh, in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Supreme Court is set to hear arguments Tuesday over the governor's stay-at-home order. Republicans there challenged the order in court. As it stands now, the order has been extended to May 26th in Calumet County. Two sheriff's deputies visited the home of a mom who was reported for letting her daughter play with the neighbor children. <clears throat> this exchange went viral this week in what is, um, it has to be heard to be believed. It's like it's from another country. Are you aware that we're in a stay-at-home order right now? Uh, yeah, obviously. By the government? Yes, I am aware. Okay, you're aware of that? I am aware. So I don't need to explain that to you? No, you don't need to explain okay, that to I me. Okay, I can if you need me to, because your daughter is going to play at other people's home and you're allowing it to happen. They were over here as well, so okay. are you and, here? They've been, and they've been talking to me, okay. so no, I understand. You, okay. And so either you can acknowledge it or you can argue. I'm, a, I'm acknowledging it. Okay, stop having your kid go by other people's home. Okay, <laughs> I acknowledge it. Anything good. else? Nope, that was it. Apparently, there was some other I acknowledged it. I, I acknowledged okay, it. Good. Anything Thank else? Yeah, I need your um, last name. Amy, what's your last name? I'm not, do you, is there a reason you're asking for I'm it? Adding, because you're violating an order. I haven't gonna, violated an order. We're gonna have documentation in our screen with your name because we're here talking to you about that, that you said you just acknowledged. Here's I would like to see the law that requires me to give you that information. Thank you. I haven't done anything wrong. Okay, perfect, we got it. Okay. And that'll be documented too, that you're uncooperative. Okay. Oh no, not that. Documented uncooperative. I'm going to submit to a female cop. There's a funny joke. (laughs) Uh, Also, they're not wearing masks and get the fuck off my property. Get off my property. This is because some kids came over to their house. Consent yeah. To the yeah. And I know, I know not everyone was on board with our, with our sticking up for Idaho mom. And I know that was kind of a complicated case, but the point is if you have to err on a side, maybe we should err on the side of resisting these ridiculous, arbitrary, uh, nonsensical visits to your home or to the playground to make sure that children aren't playing the incorrect way, or you will see more of this garbage. Now, in terms of, um, in terms of the cops responding, the the mother is Amy Aries. She's she spoke with PJ Media here, and she says that her daughter goes to that house while she works, while mom works. Because guess what? She doesn't have childcare, and her kid's not going to school because of the state shutdown. So yeah, she goes and plays at the neighbor's house because that's effectively childcare for her. Now, a statement from the sheriff's office is really honestly hard to follow. They say that Amy has called the sheriff's office many times to help with help or to help. She has called the sheriff's office to ask for help in finding her kids. 
So she calls us all the time and she wants help finding her kids. And sometimes they're over there. So the implication being that she's a, a bad, bad mom, mom, I guess. But How even, is that relevant? Even if it's true, it doesn't make much sense. But even if it's true, first of all, the cops said they needed her information. If they had an ongoing case of this lady, why are they looking for her information? How does that make any sense? And even if she has been in prior contacts with various issues, why is a play date with kids the business of the state of Wisconsin? Why is that and it why is that grounds for an enforceable visit from sheriff's deputies? So and as to the question of whether you I was, I was interested because I, I wondered, does she actually have to give her name to the cops in that situation? I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. Um, is this whatever does everyone feel safer? Or do you guys much, feel much safer? So. Do, do you feel like the government's protecting you from this China virus? Does everybody feel like their their welfare is being taken care of? Because this is what you people wanted. Because of your fear. <laughs> the Pussies. obvious answer. <laughs> I was curious about this question of whether you have to give your information to the cops when they ask. So about, about half of states have what's called stop and identify statutes on the books. Wisconsin's one of them. And so is Montana. So this was... This was valuable information to me. So what, what the law says is if the cops have reasonable suspicion that you are involved in and or committing a crime, then they can ask you for your information and you must give it. And if you don't, that is against the law. But the, the key point is they must have reasonable suspicion that a crime is being committed. What is the reasonable suspicion in this case? And I what is the crime? As a, or fighting crime. In the meantime, they're like, letting out prisoners and stuff like that and nobody's invested there's like like a like a ton of unprocessed rape kits in wisconsin and they're like oh i'm gonna go break up this play date yeah my job as a female cop is so important what is the crime that is alleged to have been committed is it a play date is that what we're talking about anyway all of this is why bill barr has kind of been sitting on the sidelines with a watchful eye as we've mentioned he did issue a statement this week. He's looking out for this sort of state and local law and enforcement that is um, at odds with the Constitution, in his view. So he has now sent out a memo to federal prosecutors to be on the lookout for cases in which state or local ordinances have crossed the line from an appropriate exercise of authority to stop the spread of COVID-19 to an overbearing infringement on constitutional and statutory protections. He says, quote, many policies that would be unthinkable in regular times have become commonplace in recent weeks, and we do not, do not want to undo duly interfere with the important efforts of state and local officials to protect the public, but the constitution is not suspended in times of crisis. So perhaps uh, we'll see Bill Barr enter the ring. Anyway, gosh, man, we're, uh, we've already gone a long time, so I should keep it moving unless you have more to say. Oh no, I just saw somebody say, remember Blonde was pro shutdown in March? That's not true. I, I don't remember. I honestly don't know. Were you? Uh, no, I really wasn't i mean it was really foreseeable this was going to happen uh i haven't been taking basically any precautions in my personal life at all and even still like i said i i understand the people who were of a better safe than sorry mentality back when there was a lot less information there was no information about this until like mid-february but we were pretty on it after that well, and, and even in the U.S., even into late March, we didn't know a lot. They say better safe than sorry, do all this lockdown stuff. Okay, now we're creeping on, we're, we're six weeks into it and we know a lot. We know plenty. And the original reason we were sold this nonsense has now been morphed into a totally different justification and goal. 
So yeah, I mean, look at the people that were pro shut down in the beginning because they thought it was much more serious. Like in the beginning, we people thought that there was like a twenty, maybe a twenty percent fatality rate. Yeah, sure. Um, I get it then, and I I don't I don't have animosity towards someone who held that opinion then. I, I think if you're still digging in your heels for indefinite lockdown now, then yeah, I, I have some issues. But even there are people still holding that position too. Yeah. I was for sure scared at the beginning. Yeah. But I'm pregnant too. So what do you think? Do you think we can, we have three more topics to get through, but they're all lighter. Do you think we should take a quick break? Nah. All right. We'll do uh we'll do a big, well, let me catch up with D live since I, I always, they always end up being later. So we'll throw D live a bone right now. Um, Crypto Crook says, have some Corona shackles to my favorite YouTubes. <laughs> Not YouTubers, Matt. YouTubes. Thank you. That's very Bernie-style language. I appreciate it. Base Dollar says, Matt and Blonde, uh, great show. When Trump wins, do you foresee a stronger America first through 2024? Um, America well, doesn't I, exist. What is America? Hmm. I think that a lot of uh, the luxury issues of the progressive left have been exposed by the, this coronavirus stuff. I don't know if that necessarily translates to America first, but I think that people are going to be thinking critically about how much of our necessary goods and services we outsource to other countries, specifically China. I think the luxury issues of, of uh, identity politics and social justice that are constantly pushed by the progressive left are on the sidelines. I think the gun issue people is going to be a big win um, for the conservative libertarian cause. So I don't know if that's all America first, but I do think that there will be a sort of a political slap in the face to the luxury bullshit that the progressive left has been pushing for a long time. It doesn't matter. This partisan shit is just a farce. Um, we're still, we still have to do things at the behest of, of China. Our country is run by bankers and oligarchs and technocrats. We have no real political power. And with like, just the dusting of fear across the United States. Everybody's fucking narking out their neighbors and stuff. Yeah. We have no country here. We should balkanize in homogenous groups and then everybody should be on their own. The constitution didn't protect us. We tried. It was a good effort, valiant effort trying to save America. Everybody it's over. I don't know that I'm that far yet. I do. I do think that there's a, there's a growing gap between coastal urban centers and the rest like middle America, I think is, is mostly on board with a lot of the stuff that we're saying here and never went as far as a lot of these coastal coastal States did. Oh yeah. But I think people that, are people out all the time in middle America too. Every time I go to home Depot in North Idaho, it's like half the people are wearing masks. I, uh, I was telling you before we went live, Costco has the stupid mask rule now. So we went in yesterday to get a specific item and I begrudgingly put on a stupid mask to get through their checkpoint where you show your membership card. And then we got inside and I was like, what the hell? Because maybe a quarter of people were still wearing masks. So I was like, this is bullshit. I rip it off my face. Nobody enforced. Nobody ever came up to us and said, put that mask back on. It's just showmanship. Just nonsense. Anyway. You ready to uh, move into the rest here? Yeah, whatever. Fine. fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't even talk about the shooting. The, actually, the worst, as far as I understand, the worst is it the worst shooting or just the worst mass murder in the history of Canada? They're calling it the worst shooting, but there was a really bad shooting in 1989. And then 13 of these 22 people died in a fire. So I don't, I don't know if it's technically the worst shooting. Okay. Well, what are the facts of the incident before we get into the government's response? Okay. So this dude, um, his name's Gabriel Wartman. He 
amassed all of this uh, this mounty gear and he had a mounty police car and he had like the uniform and everything like that. Tried to kill his girlfriend unsuccessfully. She ended up surviving after hiding in the woods. Um, oh, it was nine of the 22 people died in house fires. Okay, so 13 were shot. Is that... uh, math is hard for me, but yes. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, some of this information is old. The 16 people. Um, so yeah, 22 people died. The remaining, whatever 22 minus nine is, I guess 13 people were shot. Um, so it was in the seaside community of Portapique and the police arrived. They found a number of bodies um, on the roads and several houses on fire. So none of those people were killed in house fires. So he owned four used police cars obtained at auction, collected police uniforms. Were they still marked? Did he have a marked like police cars? Presumably, yes. I mean, apparently hmm. he was able to pass himself off as as a Mountie. Okay. Um, so because this is kind of an old an old story, our interest here because of the, the ban was like, well, what kind of guns did he use? Did he obtain these guns? Legally. So initially, the only information I could find, they they said he used a handgun that was obtained in Canada and long guns that he obtained in the U.S. So we looked into it. The New York Times reported the killer did not have a firearms license and many of his guns and rifles had been smuggled into Canada from the United States. This is according to Mounties. Um, highlighting one difficulty Canada may face in enforcing this new measure. Retards. Um, the U.S. federal government has not barred assault weapons since a previous ban expired in 2004. So he had no firearms licenses which is illegal he took these guns from the united states also illegal and then they're gonna tell us that that a ban that like the illegality of it is going to prevent future and we did he i i read that he stole guns off a cop that he killed and he stole a handgun off, also off illegal uh, and then, and then they're not even saying, at least per this Breitbart reporting on the 29th, correct us if we're wrong in the chat, please, especially our, our Canuck friends, uh, Canadian authorities not yet reported what type of firearm or firearms was, uh, were used to kill the 13 victims who were shot. I presume it sounds like it was handguns, right? They're not, uh, I, my, my skepticism with that is if it was your run of the mill AR 15, that'd be plastered everywhere. That'd be bullet point one for a but lot of this just for that information. Yeah. It's very odd. Anyway, of course the, the obvious response is Justin Trudeau comes out, snaps his fingers, fingers. Those are banned. Um, or at least you can't use them effective immediately. So the Canadian government made a list of 1500 guns that are now banned. The Canadian government estimates that a hundred thousand of these semi-automatic rifles are currently legally owned by Canadians. Trudeau says the government will introduce legislation. So this was a, a cabinet order. And now there's going to be legislation introduced later to buy back the rifles at a future date. Until then owners have two years to keep their rifles, but they're not allowed to use them, trade them or sell them except to buyers outside Canada with a permit, with a permit. Gun shops can return any of their weapons they now have to manufacture. So just with the snap of a finger, your your property that was legally owned yesterday is now declared illegal and you can't even sell it to a private person. You have to wait until the Canadian government defined purchase price <laughs> gets to you. Um, interestingly enough, Trudeau also says the new legislation will also allow cities to ban handguns within their boundaries. So cities can just ban guns outright. Andrew Scheer, the leader of the conservative party says it's quote, it's easy, but lazy 
government to ask the people who follow all the rules to follow more rules. He also criticized Trudeau for introducing the measure, even though a cabinet order uh, or through a cabinet order while parliament is not meeting because of coronavirus. So this was just done from the executive level. I looked at the actual order because I was curious, what is the definition of assault weapon? And actually, all as far as I can tell, I'm not an expert in reading Canadian federal government orders, but there's no definition in here. It's just a list of weapons by type that are banned. So in one of the first pages here, you can say, well, anything that's commonly known as an SG-550, and it lists off a whole bunch of manufacturers of that particular uh, rifle. It does this with a whole bunch of, of, of rifle types, the AR-15, the M-14, the Mini-14, VZ-58, XCR, uh, CZ Scorpion, SIG, MCX, or any any firearm with a large bore diameter of 20 millimeters or greater. Per BuzzFeed, there isn't even a current Canadian government definition of quote-unquote assault weapon, but Trudeau's government has described them as quote, semi-automatic firearms with a large magazine of ammunition that were designed and configured for rapid fire. That's every Glock. That's that's e- uh, almost every semi-auto handgun on the market can accept a large magazine or not. The question is, are you going to ban the magazine or the firearm entirely? It, it, we have no definite. And weirdly enough, I was looking like I was looking through this list. It's, it's just a list of 1500 guns. And I thought, okay, some of them in my collection are semi-automatic rifles that accept box magazines. Are they, but they're, they don't fit these model types. Like they're not AR 15s. They're not M 14s. They're not any of the weapon types that they list. Are those banned? There's, there are tons of, um, of AK models. There are, there are models from other manufacturers that I have not on this list. Can I have those? It doesn't matter anyway, because this guy brought these guns in from the United States. So, you know, as long as we don't have an assault weapon ban or a ban of any of these other guns, they're, they're going to be able to get them in Canada. And this guy broke the law anyway. It doesn't matter. It's so stupid. Stupid. This is so Trudeau stupid. says you don't need an AR-15 to hunt deer. That's what Trudeau says. These weapons were designed for one purpose and one purpose only. To kill the largest number of people in the shortest amount of time. There is no use and no place for such weapons in Canada. For many families, including many yesterday. indigenous people, yeah. firearms are part of traditions passed down through generations. And the vast majority of gun owners use them safely, responsibly, and in accordance with the law, whether it be for work, sport shooting, for collecting, or for hunting. But you don't need an AR-15 to bring down a deer. Correct. So you need, you need a larger caliber. Of this worldwide pandemic, nobody can think of any circumstance in which we might have to kill a whole bunch of people in a short amount of time. <laughs> and I, I reject that that is the, the purpose of these guns. The purpose yeah. is the threat so that our basic rights are not infringed upon by our overreaching federal governments. Also, an aside, I've never seen somebody grow a beard and look like more of a pussy. What happened here? <laughs> Well, I did love that he says there's no legitimate purpose for these guns. Also, here's a whole series of also most Canadians use these lawfully. And here's a list of of purposes that they have when they do that. Okay. But again, notice they always omit. And I know in Canada, you don't have this legally enshrined in the same way we do with the Second Amendment. But they always omit the primary fundamental philosophical reason for the right or in Canada, the privilege to own a firearm 
self-defense, as you're saying. If, you, if you're going to reason one to have a firearm, it's self-defense. I've never hunted a deer in my damn life. Now that's a added benefit, potentially in a, in a terrible situation or for recreation. If I want to become a hunter, I potentially have some weapons that could be useful for that, but that's not why I have them. I have them in case people show up at my house with the intent to do me harm or my family harm or my property harm. That's why I have them. And I, just as I live and, and you live rurally, mostly in Idaho and Montana, there are pl- most of this state. You are a long time away from emergency response if someone shows up at your house with the intent to do harm. Maybe that's not true in Toronto, but rural Alberta, you're probably very far away from Mountie help when you need it. And the only other thing I'll say about this, again, just like in the American context, don't be fooled by the buyback language as though it's fair compensation. Buying something against the seller's will is not purchase, it's theft. It's theft. It doesn't That's matter what that if you is. pay for it. Yeah. I there can't go over to, to my neighbor and say, nice car, I want it for five bucks. And if you don't give it to me, you're going to prison or I'll punish yeah. you. That's still theft. Or even if you're like, I'll give you uh, the Bluebird Martin market value of your car. It's like still you have theft. to purchase sell, you know, essentially. Yeah, compelled sale is not ethical, moral. That's it's not that's not justifiable. Um, and then making matters worse, the money the government is paying you was taken from you. So the analogy I like to use is if you go into a convenience store and you rob a five dollar bill from the cash register, then you purchase a candy bar with that five dollar bill. Is that right? They don't want to sell to you. <laughs> is that that they don't want to sell to you anyway? Is that moral? Yeah. All I can say is I got many emails from our Canadian listeners, understandably frustrated, and I support uh, your frustration and protest efforts and efforts to get this ironed out. And please be safe on your boating trips. There are going to be a lot of boating trips in Canada with awful accidents where firearms are lost at the bottom of lakes forever, never to be recovered. Please be safe. Wear a life jacket when you go boating and uh, and make sure to to. Uh, you know, to report all lost firearms appropriately. Cause I'm sure this is going to work out just like it worked out in New Zealand where they got a tiny percentage of the guns back and the rest are also at the bottom of New Zealand lakes, never to be used in crimes ever, ever again. I'm just not seeing enough people ask this, this basic question. Why doesn't the government want us to be self-sufficient? Why do they want us to be more reliant on them, more unable to take care of ourselves and protect ourselves? It's like people don't understand the nature of, of power and the desire. It's always framed as like, wouldn't it be great if I took care of you instead of you taking care of yourself? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you feel safe? Do you know who Mm. is susceptible to that? That appeals to somebody that's weak. It's intellectually. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the women angle, but there's some truth. Well, there's... Women are weak. We're physically but that, but, weak. And that's kind of them. speaking to that. That is the nature of the exchange between men and women. Protection is what women gain in the natural exchange with men. Right. That's and then true. when gender relations are broken, then we will find ways to get it from the government at sure. great societal cost of yeah. personal liberty and freedom. I think there's truth to that. Yeah. And when you have uh, Justin Trudeau, the one man who looks like more of a pussy with a beard, (laughs) employing that sort of philosophy, this is the result that you get. Good news for Canadians. At least you have two years to try to figure this out. I'm not an expert enough in your legal system to know how to navigate this or challenge it. But it sounds like there's at least a two-year window where you can at least possess these things in your home lawfully while challenge efforts are uh, coordinated. 
But whether or not it becomes illegal, you should never give up your guns. If you have to retain I, them illegally, you need to do that. I'm digging holes in the backyard. I, I will never let the government seize my property like that on principle. I don't care if you offer me 10 grand for a rifle that's worth 500 bucks. I don't care if you offer me 100 grand. I'm not participating in that because it's my property. And it was legally owned yesterday, and it's going to be legally owned tomorrow. I don't care what you say. This is wildly unethical, totally immoral. You can't just steal from people by executive proclamation. And as another aside, so that people don't think that I'm being sexist against women, women didn't do all of this. They were granted these rights by effeminate men like Trudeau. We need to take responsibility for what we've done. Well, you guys have got to rein this in. This is totally (laughs) out of control. We'll see. We'll we'll get to work on it. We'll do what you know we what can. The answer is say it, say it Skag. <laughs> <laughs> You'll wear me down one day. We're running out of time, and we got two more things to talk about. We're way behind. We're gonna we'll probably break three hours tonight. Um, let's talk Flynn because this is big news that honestly we're late in getting to. Thanks for being we're patient late with us. It and, I, and I had to abbreviate this so much, um, but we'll link it below. But Sarah Carter has done an excellent, excellent synopsis of this. And she has been on this since the beginning. Um, and so I just have a brief synopsis of the article that she wrote. But if you want to check out more information on Flynn, um, that's a really good resource. It's linked below. Uh, so 15 documents unsealed Thursday showed the FBI's crossfire hurricane team, that's the, that's the Russia team, um, and senior FBI officials worked diligently behind the scenes to target former National Security Advisor and President Trump Army Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who gave his life to the government. And this is how he repaid him. They repaid <laughs> him. Um, who's withdrawn his guilty plea and is fighting for his case to be dismissed by courts. I don't know how he's funding this because I know he basically had to file for bankruptcy and sell his house. Mm. So I hope that people are just throwing money at this guy. Um, The text messages reveal that there was an original 302 interview with Flynn that was never turned over to the defense. And in these text messages between Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, they discuss the interview that was conducted with Flynn at the White House and allude to the alteration of this document, um, which suggests the FBI was planning on closing the case on Flynn because there was no proof that he committed any crime. In fact, the case on Flynn was closed on January 4th, 2017, but mm. was reopened against Flynn at Peter Strzok's request. Mm. Um, and that's according to these text messages that were unsealed. Um, so these documents, which reveal his FBI codename as Crossfire Razor, expose that the Department of Justice withheld large amounts of exculpatory, which is exonerating evidence from his defense team. And according to his attorney, Sidney, Sidney Powell, reveal egregious government misconduct. No surprise here, but nobody gives a shit because of coronavirus or whatever. Um, On Wednesday, the second tranche of documents unsealed compromised of 11 pages of text messages and emails. Uh, And Sullivan also unsealed four pages of FBI emails and handwritten notes, which is what everybody's talking about, which reveal that the retired three-star general was targeted by senior FBI officials for prosecution. So these handwritten notes and emails revealed that he was being set up in a perjury trap, basically, and that senior FBI officials were also intending to target him to get him fired by the president. They were going to use the Logan Act, um, which was enacted in 1799. It's never been used to criminalize communications during a presidential transition, and no one has ever been convicted of violating the Logan Act. 
Hmm. which outlaws negotiations by unauthorized American citizens with foreign governments. Constitutionality of the law has never been upheld. So like a bunch of retards, they like have a million mile long paper trail, handwritten notes like, how can we uh, get this guy? (laughs) Idiots. Um, And I'm dismayed that this is not creating more waves. Although Catherine Herridge who I've recently discovered has left Fox News and works for CBS. She's yeah. been like a dog with a bone. And so CBS is on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at her um, tweet with the documents actually right here. And yeah, the, the note here highlighted, what is this from the FBI? What is our goal? Truth, admission, or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? Why would the truth not always be your goal? Why would the truth be a secondary goal in any investigation or prosecution? And I know that people who don't, who think this is a big nothing are saying, well, at the end of the day, Flynn did lie. That's a crime. That's why he pled guilty. And that's why he's in the process of being sentenced right now. Okay. But is this the country you want to live in? Is this the way that you want the FBI, our federal law enforcement agency to operate? Do you want them manipulating people into lying so they can threaten prosecution as a means of getting whatever else they want? Even when they can't demonstrate an underlying crime, there isn't a single citizen in this country who wouldn't be vulnerable to that precedent. All it takes is the FBI deciding you are the target today. That's all it takes. And so, accidentally misstating something will be qualified as a lie, even though it has to have pertinence mm. uh, to the matter at hand. Yeah. I saw just outrageous headlines, especially from the Washington Post. That's, that one of them was like, like Michael, like uh, this is not a defense. He wasn't set up. My, my, Michael Flynn um, uh, still lied. Like it, it, it's it's dizzying how the left is going to try to spin this yeah. in the face of totally exonerating evidence. I have a couple, one from Politico headline, documents show FBI debated how to handle investigation of Michael Flynn. It was just tactical considerations. But did they debate things that should be answered easily with, uh, never. Should we prioritize the truth? Yes, always. (laughs) That's not a debate and it shouldn't be a debate. Uh, The New York Times headline was, of course, Flynn lawyers seize on newly released FBI documents. Trump seizes, Republicans pounce, Flynn lawyers seize. Oh my God. Most FBI notes on Michael Flynn unlikely to convince judge he was entrapped, legal experts say. And then hmm. from earlier in the day, this is the headline. No, Michael Flynn wasn't set up. Okay. If they basically well, were like, how can we set him up? <laughs> it's not good trap enough. Trap underline. Uh, yeah. So we're still awaiting sentencing on this and how this is going to play out. Trump, I saw, said that he is considering bringing Michael Flynn back into the administration. Right. The other thing I'll say about this, too, keep in mind, this kind of bullshit, this kind of sketchy bullshit is one of the statistics they lump in or one of the cases they lump into the number when they say, well, don't forget the Russia investigation did result in convictions. Don't forget yeah. It did produce some legitimate conviction. This is what they're talking about. This in Papadopoulos. The fact remains that the underlying crimes alleged or suspected were never demonstrated. It's just process crimes about what was said to the FBI in their pursuit of that investigation. Am I defending the right to lie to the FBI? That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is the FBI's pursuit 
should always be the truth. That's it. That's it. We're just evaluating. Did a person violate the crime we suspect the, uh, violate the law in a crime we suspect them of committing? If no, there should be no agenda to get that person to get him fired. I mean, this language here too is our. It would be different to me if it said, are we looking to uncover a lie of his? No, get him to lie. Get him yeah. to lie. To prosecute him or get him to punish him. That language is is insane. But um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you still had faith in the FBI after all of the developments leading up to this and after watching the Waco documentary, uh, I don't know, maybe start asking some questions. Yeah. Uh, now that the Waco documentary is fact, but everyone should still watch it. It's a great show. Not documentary. Dramatization. Documentary, documentary is an appropriate word, but there are a lot of documentaries out there that are good too. All right, last topic, and we're already past two hours, so I'll be as quick as possible. But remember the woman who ingested fish tank cleaner and said her husband, uh, or with her husband, back in March. That's chloroquine phosphate. And she said that um, she did this after Trump had been optimistic about hydroxychloroquine as a coronavirus treatment. Her husband died, of course. Everyone said it was Trump's fault. Trump recommended hydroxychloroquine. This family drank fish tank cleaner. Trump's fault. Well, it was suspicious at the time uh, because the wife, who is uh, Wanda Lenius, Lenius, we'll go with Lenius. She had made donations to Democratic political action committees and, and Democratic candidates. But suddenly she just takes Trump's word for it and chugs fish tank cleaning chemicals. But she also donates to Democrats or Democratic causes. That That's weird. Okay, Gary, her husband, as we discussed earlier, he was a retired engineer. He's the guy who died. Retired engineer. And the couple reportedly had a troubled marriage. Um, as in, he, he was no dummy. And they had a history of conflict. But we're supposed to believe they just had a wholesome night together where they ingested fish tank cleaner voluntarily and, and with informed consent um, because Trump told them to, and there's nothing weird or shady about that at all. Well, the case was in Mesa, Arizona, and now the Mesa police department's homicide division is investigating the death of um, uh, Wanda's husband, Gary, the Washington free beacon confirms this after a detective with the department requested a recording of the beacons interview with Wanda the police department is declining to provide additional details saying, quote, this is an active investigation. I cannot go into details at this time regarding the case. This is detective Teresa van Galder. Now some qualifiers, of course, investigation generally does not imply that the wife Wanda is a suspect. They're just looking for that interview information. And after publication, a spokesman for the Mesa police department tells the free beacon that quote, it is normal p- protocol for the homicide department to investigate all death cases other than obvious natural causes and that death has not been ruled a homicide at this time uh make of that what you will do they really investigate all deaths by looking for interviews with people who are involved with the death of that person is this really just standard protocol with no added suspicion whatsoever a wise man once said i doubt it uh watch this space I think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg on this one. I I just don't believe that they sat down for a nice night of listening to Trump and drinking fish tank chemicals. Yeah, It seems like this lady got a Carol Baskin out of this. I say that as pure speculation, but 
her husband fell for it too they had violent interaction in the past or at least that was alleged you can read about it in this story they each of them had had court cases alleging violent attack on the other one though those those were dismissed or they were never convicted but they had a physically violent relationship this dude is a smart guy she's a democrat by all indications she offs him and gets a national national story to own trump out of it right i'm sure there are some pieces missing in there but that's way more sensible to me this lady carol baskin to her husband is way more sensible than you know just two smart people who hate trump drinking chemicals because trump said (sighs) drink it's because trump was optimistic about the other like a related compound in a medical context the story's bullshit she killed her husband yeah totally Hmm. all right uh Thanks for being patient tonight, guys. I know we're late to getting to a lot of our chatters, but we'll get through them now. Um, appreciate you guys over on DLive. Looks like we're good there. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, what do you you want to go super chat or Streamlabs first? Well, there are like there's like an hour of super chat. So. Okay, let's be uh, let's let's go Streamlabs. and then um, we'll get into super chats and maybe circle back. Raggle Fraggle says, "Interviewer is Tara Reid." A two or three finger gal, Joe Biden. What do you mean? She has all her fingers. Uh, That sounds about right. (laughs) That's a a good one. Um, Rim shot deserved on that one. Where's my Where's my rim shot? There we go. Irish Nat says the National Guard being in New Mexico is terrifying. We're watching a large scale version of the Stanford Prison Experiment in real time. I encourage everyone to look that up. Yeah, we probably should check into this. Maybe I'll look into it on my own time this week. That sounds like a story that's right up my alley. I was counting on police and guardsmen agency not allowing them to become oppressive. We are entering territory where you wonder what are police and or uh, military in the context of the National Guard willing to do when ordered. I mean, these cops in Wisconsin, too. We talked about it with the Idaho playground case. I know that was complicated. These cops in Wisconsin. Sorry, I'm not going to bust up a play date taken off my badge. Not doing that. Maybe maybe the New Mexico case is similar. I'll have to look into it. And thanks for the heads up. Redicus says, these politicians will have a reckoning in the fall. I also question why we have to stay indoors, but a convict is free to roam the street instead of sitting behind concrete. Yeah, the jails are unsafe, so we're letting out the pedos. Also, if you go outside, we're arresting you and taking you to jail. Yeah. Okay. Phil says, what good is my constitution when the population has been transformed to Mexico with a, sh- a slapdash of Somalia? <laughs> my values is worth so much spit when our homeland is being invaded and we are told we cannot defend it because that would be mean. Now, I do agree that I, I, I do share a certain disappointment with the degree to which we a lot of us uh, have laid down, not just laid down for this, but actually actively helped the state infringe on our rights. The, I, I can't say that you're entirely wrong. The only... The only thing I can say is that I do believe you have a moral obligation to use your words first in in a self-defense situation. Use your words to defuse a situation even when they are uh, encroaching on you. And I do think they're encroaching on us now. But but I I wouldn't even say that it's it's a constitution argument. I think it's a moral argument. But, but I don't think that you're way off base. I do think that we are seeing our natural rights violated. And the question remains, at what point is self-defense justified in the violation of your natural rights? That's why the Second Amendment is there. Uh, Phil says, Stacey Abrams is right about demographics. I don't even know what she said. Uh, so I'll have to check the quote. Redicus says, I think Crowder has the right idea. Canada can be state 50, can be states 51 through 60 by tomorrow if they want. 
this cuck of a man needs to be voted out tomorrow and take this uh, and take his wife's purse with him. The horny housewife vote can't keep him in office forever. I didn't hear Crowder's take, so maybe there's a way. Maybe maybe we can trade. Maybe we can take like Interior Canada to the U.S. and you guys can have all the coastal crap. Canada and and uh, the United States can combine in that way. We're good on streamlabs for now. Uh, this is from Arsunenev. I and be a big donation. Thank you. In order for oh, Terry to be believed, she has to wear one of those stupid Ford glasses and talk like Minnie Mouse as the charm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Freddy saw chilling. Not be niggardly. Thank you. Uh, chilling at the truck stop in Boise or the TA stop in Boise. Um, swing by blonde, lol, I 84 X 54. No, well, screw you. I'm going to Bozeman then access the Sandy safe space to cry. <laughs> Drop no thanks freddie if you ever do come through an i-90 say the word shout out I, I actually did meet with a listener um yesterday i'm not gonna you know i won't reveal identity or anything but we were gonna go get coffee just hang out for a minute before we went to costco with the mask band the cost the the coffee cafe was closed can't even go inside to get coffee to go you have to go through the drive-thru so we didn't get to hang out for very long but yeah so the offer's good to anyone who comes through town say the word it's fun to meet up Metal man, judging by the position of the female vagina, women's have a hard time <laughs> thinking and shouldn't be made to vote as it stresses them. Also, the male vagina is naturally superior. Okay, metal man. All right, jail. He you did lied say to me. female vagina. That was an interesting distinction. Uh, you guys lied to me. It is dangerous to go outside. I went for a walk today and I got a sunburn shaking my head. But seriously, <laughs> local sporting clay place is opening back up this week and to spend my Trump bucks. That's your good. Money. That's good to hear. Andrew Kirkbride. It is clear that the Dems and their cohorts only have one principal victory at any cost. Ain't that the truth? I think that's fair. Um, Freddie Sauce. Brace for the collective screech the Bernie bros will give off when Biden ends up getting pulled as the candidate and the DNC ignores Bernie in the second place and pick somebody entirely new. I, I, are they going to actually go through with this Biden plan? Is he going to be on the ballot in six months time? I doubt it. Mike, Mike, the caveman. Hey, Matt and blonde 10 months ago, we told you about our engagement, but last night, my wife, Casey and I married at our Orthodox church during the pandemic with no guests. Wow. I'm sorry, but You'll be happy that you kept it small. Weddings are a whole thing. And congratulations. I mean, at the end of the day, what really matters is that you've made the commitment to each other. And I know it might not be ideal, but that is the point. And uh, so we're glad to hear it. And uh, a big congratulations. And um, I look forward to it as well. I can't wait. Uh, Boogeyman917. Alex Jones, what? Gotta be honest, I'm kind of retarded. (laughs) It's politically incorrect. Hi, guys. Blonde, I sent you an email on the 21st of April. I think I remember you saying you don't check your email that often. Subject is need life advice, please. Also, congrats on the baby. Um, I did receive this series of emails from women in their late 20s asking for very specific life advice. And I didn't respond to any of them because they all came on the same day. Hmm. And they all felt like a MGTOW was trying to trap me. So you thought you were being, thought you were being tricked. But there's got to be a way to verify identity. That's true. So I'm sorry if you're one of those women. Um, Noel Campbell, I sold my house and used every cent of my retirement to start a business two years ago. It was outdoor market-based, Second Life Dolls Online. And this reaction has killed my market-based for I don't mm. know how long. I'm really sorry to hear that, man. Good, uh, good luck. luck. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously hoping this recovers. And that's, I mean, everybody, we're all interconnected in that way. And so you, you start, like, even if, even if you've got, like, 
I don't know, you got some online business or something that's that's more niche, like she's describing. The second that people lose income that they can spend on on that sort of thing, like, yeah, we're all screwed, man. Even if you work from home and even if your business is online, when other people lose their spending money, you're screwed. And and yeah. so I hope that this um I hope that this resolves and, and thanks for supporting the show. I'm just gonna cover my face for the rest of the show. Um, I can't even tell that much. I think you're serious? just serious so bad. Is I guess I can see, but estrogen rash that I just fight with every day. Huh. Flippity blue, shout out to Alex Jones. I've said for years my post apocalyptic survival strategy is cannibalism. You're smart, <laughs> smart way ahead of it. Um, Robert Monroe can't watch. I have to watch some pregnant horse to see if they're going to go into labor tonight. Anyway, wow. show your that sounds pretty interesting. Valuable skill. Congrats on the baby horse. Get in there. Um, hmm. Ryan C7. I'm serving a 15-year veteran of the Canadian... I am a serving 15-year veteran of the Canadian Forces. I'm appalled. I feel like I am stuck supporting a government I despise. Luckily, the libs don't know about the bullpups, and I get to keep my yeah. tavern in 97. Well, that's that my is. question. So those are, again, specific models of functional equivalents of AR-15s. They have... You know, different design, uh, different designs, basically. But they shoot a similar or the same caliber, semi-automatic. They're, they're the same sort of thing. But this is why I was looking through rifles in my collection, too, because there's no definition to the term. It's just specific models. Well, what if you have one of these guns that's not listed on there? Is Are his firearms okay? And, and I feel for your spot. You know, as, as somebody serving in the military, you're not supposed to... Um, be political so to speak like your political opinions are supposed to be secondary to to your service of the country and the constitution and all of that but it and i don't know how it works in canada but if it was in this country well at what point are you expected to go along with unconstitutional orders it's kind of the world we're living in right now um unpopular opinion five steps for a happy family step one find your match and get married step two pray together and stay together step three make passionate love often Step four. Do you have to call it that though? Um, make beautiful babies together. And step five, repeat steps three and four. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm told that it's uh, getting a big high paying executive level job and drinking wine and petting cats in your apartment by night. That, that will do it. And then yeah. of course, moving to New York where it's safe for all people. <laughs> Uh, Morgan Smallbone, Smallbone. Meanwhile, in Australia, 95 deaths out of a population of 25 million, it? just wow. three deaths under 60 and 50 over 80. But Karen reigns and we're trashing our economy like the rest of the world for 95 deaths. Wow. I didn't even know the Australian statistics, but holy cow. Richard Enormous. My cigar shop is finally open, so life is fine. Also, you guys missed the stickers the ammunition company put under the machines. I didn't see. No, I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> in, in Justin from Phoenix's video clips on his machines for his ammo manufacturer, it says Epstein didn't kill himself, and it also says Eric <clears throat> Bleep oh, Mella right. is, is the whistle. Is, yeah, so, yeah. No, I, I'm well aware. He's, he's trolly, that guy. Um, Achilles, I'm ready for everything to open up before I take my next hospital contract. I don't want to spend my next one chilling in a hotel for weeks because everything is closed. Mm. Hilarious589, where's that guy forming a cannibal army? Alex Jones wants to sign up. Join the fighter, join the peace. That's right. Yeah. Derek Finley, I did not have a finger blast, have finger blast relations with that woman. <laughs> Gotta say, Biden is really getting pushed up against the wall here. Can't seem to hold the opposing narrative off of him. I see what you did. Wow. We got some good jokes tonight. I know, funny. The U.S. government unconstitutionally interning American citizens so Karen can feel safe from one of the four horsemen as wrong. 
now as it was in World War II, maybe we'll get an apology in 50 years. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I mean, I do hope we get some, I know that um, there's been challenge to Whitmer in Michigan. I know there's been challenge elsewhere. I do want to see challenge appeal to the Supreme Court. I want to see the Supreme Court weigh in because there's a lot of opinions about the constitutionality of this. The bottom line is we've never done this. We've never quarantined the healthy. We've never told the healthy, you must stay in your home. What would the Supreme Court say about that? I'm fascinated to know. Big LC, in defense of Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton is really dull, boring, and monotone. At the best of times, I'd rather listen to fingernails down a a blackboard. (laughs) Great sleeping material, yeah. Tara Reid is on Twitter and retweeting Sean King, so take that how you will. Ooh. She also, uh, I saw, I saw a breakdown from the Krasenstein brothers, so I didn't really want to feature it on the show, but they did show a whole bunch of tweets from Tara Reid retweeting or responding to pro Joe Biden things and liking tweets about Joe Biden. It just, it seemed odd for someone who had been sexually assaulted by Joe Biden to be doing pro Joe Biden things on Twitter for years. doesn't mean that it's false, but it's odd. And, you know, whether or not the Krasensteins report it, they have screenshots that show it's true. Uh, Scout Rifle, always love you guys and appreciate your being careful to be factual and accurate. An example the mainstream media could learn from. Thank you. Good one. Uh, no, I, I appreciate it. We do our best, but, you know, we're, we're two idiots on the Internet. So we certainly have our mistakes. But, um, Andrew Kirkbride, America first is America alone. It surely must be lonely on that podium holding the gold medal. I feel sorry for those poor be- bastards. Uh, being the best and everyone knowing it. Uh, mm. that's so, you want to read some of these? Sure. Um, um, Mike Bob, Bob. Yeah. Says, did you hear about the Chinese gift to Joe Biden? They gave him a genuine Chinese finger trap. <laughs> That'd be great if it was true. Shaniqua stunning and brave. Cuomo's not death advice has been great in our house. Um, Merrily uh, had dinner ready on time. So this week she's, she's like the fish she served only lightly battered. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's the other side. Uh, yes, I'm glad Cuomo's advice is working out well. And it's, yeah, it's not death. That's the point. You only yeah. lightly batter your wife and it's fine because it's not death. Just don't die of corona. That's the worst possible thing. Fardo Hard says that long pause, uh, pause after Biden was asked about searching his records made me think he was waiting for someone in his ear to tell him what yeah. to say. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he had prepared answers or something. I don't know. Vernon Marcus says new months... A new month means time to donate. Love the show. Can just picture a clip of that long pause by Biden appearing in a TV clip followed by vote Trump. That'd be a good ad. I'm very curious uh, to see some, some what the ads in the fall are going to be. The Republicans already made one of Nancy Pelosi's ice cream too. That was a pretty oh, good, good one. Marilyn Zigrai. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. No, no. Thanks for supporting the show. I see it's in Canadian. So stand strong up North. Stephen Sugars says Mika did a fair job questioning Biden. However, she didn't mention anything about the Larry King interview or the corroborating witnesses, just bare bones cross-examination. And I saw um, Mike Cernovich was tweeting about this true uh, about this too. And I sort of, it, it did refresh my perspective a little bit because he was saying everyone's giving credit to Mika for doing like a barely, like a minimally adequate journalist right, job. Right. And that just means like she did fine, but in a functional society, that would be like, the norm instead of an achievement to celebrate. So that's a a fair point too. Rusty Frank said, I'm not saying I'm going to kill her. I'm just saying I want her to die of natural causes soon. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see. We're always, Hey, we're always pushing Susan's buttons around here, but she never has the balls to finally complete the act. 
Come on, Susan. The reason, uh, oh, uh, Rusinev. Oh, you missed Atlas Hugged. Oh, did I? Sorry. Uh, oh, from right. one blonde to another, oh. I got to know, where'd you get that awesome freaking shirt? Love you guys. You're the best part of the week. Um, I think I just got it on Amazon. Does it just say blonde or it just what? It says blonde, yeah. Wearing a shirt to promote yourself? For sure. I'm not about that. <laughs> um, this is Arsuninivy. Um, the reason we shut down due to the Kung flu is because all the politicians in power are old as fuck. Uh, we've been played by banana steppers. Is that a phrase? Is that racist? I don't know. I don't know. If I just said something <laughs> I super racist, I apologize. I, actually, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, Raymond Jones, when we get a conservative president in the White House, we can hope he will appoint Blonde as secretary of the new right-wing death squad's cabinet position. Are you people <laughs> listening to me at all about women in power in any position? Not even you. Not even me. <laughs> I am no exception. Yeah. Uh, my baby's going to be born, and I'm going to be like, oh, let's shut down the government for another two years, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, Sean El Buco Loco, uh, they would vote for anyone to keep minority killing babies in the womb. Yeah. Mike Hadamer, love the show. Keep looking at the issues in a pragmatic way and not in a left-right view. Keep up the good work. We try. Well, thanks. Saint, thanks I am not going to be niggardly. Oh, thank you. Saint says, um, Matt hopes Pelosi gets voted out of office, and so do I, but it would be really great if she stroked out shortly after that. Keep it classy. Quarantine. There's, there's the sensible compromise we were looking for. Thank you, Saint. Very saintly. Saintly. Uh, Shauna Thornton. Rose McGowan is deeply flawed, but I've always believed she's one of the few people who have integrity. She's the main reason Weinstein got outed. Yeah, I, mm. I feel for her. Um, Ashley Rose Blonde, just wondering how you were feeling with your pregnancy and the anxiety. You look great for what it's worth. Thank you. Hi, Matt. Um, Hello. I'm doing okay. I mean, uh, the coronavirus has actually been a huge blessing to me because I'm, it's like shaking me out of my other health anxieties. I'm like, this is all so stupid. Uh, so it's really helped me focus on the pregnancy. Um, and my husband is home all the time now. So basically, uh, I love the coronavirus. It's, awesome. <laughs> it's totally off. Awesome. For personal reasons. For personal reasons. Sock Puppet yeah. Joe, there was a story that AP had mysteriously found that they had uh, the Tara Reid story, but lost it. Really? Yeah, I've seen some stories that places had information on this, but opted not to report on it. I haven't looked too much into it myself. James T. Kirk, pregnant blonde is far hotter than any leftist chick. Uh, stop simping, and you wouldn't be saying that if you saw my ass, boobs, stomach, <laughs> or what I looked like without makeup. So, but thank you for the donation. <laughs> Metal Man, uh, if the government has the authority to force you to stay at home in your house, then why wouldn't they have the authority to force you into the cotton fields? Yeah. Is forced labor the next step? I mean, we already have shades of this with. That is the implication of, of things like healthcare as a human right. Well, what mm. you're saying is you have a right to someone else's labor. Yeah. Will we get there? We're just a stone's throw away right now. I don't think that's an unreasonable expectation, expectation that we get to that point, that is, or prediction. Zomti Hood. Uh, Pelosi suffers from multiple chocolate ice cream brain freezes. The effect has become permanent. <laughs> a metal man. Wow, that last chat wouldn't let me send unless I make cotton field one word. Uh, oh, you can't reference cotton now. Thanks, Susan. Miss me with that wiki wiki. Yeah. Eins null. Matt and I once made love. I knew it was the real thing when he began developing his allegations and amplified his efforts all over the questioning of my behavior. <sighs> if you know what I mean. Um, gross. Derek Finley. Biden is right. Biden is right about hashtag me too. Uh, uh, which thing that he said? Because he accidentally, said a lot maybe he accidentally 
put some words together that were coherent for a moment. I don't know. Yeah, really. Um, this is from Thunderstorm. Hey, Blonde, if you two-handed rub your stomach, the sound sometimes relaxes the baby. Hmm. Matt and Blonde, thank you for your work. Um, I don't know. Nothing's going to relax her. Uh, Nala Black, I used my Corona box to buy my first firearm, an IWI Jericho 941, a.k.a. the Baby Eagle. The Jews make a good gun. Anyway, huh. I still have a few Corona bucks, so here are some of them because you two are essential. Love you guys. Thank you so oh, much. Well, thanks. I'm unfamiliar. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, an Israeli handgun of some sort. Uh, I don't know. It looks cool. Congratulations. Can you take over a few of these? Uh, yeah. No one says, with a, a gun grab by minority leader Justin Castro without legislative approval, it sounds like Canada needs some freedom. Uh, Operation Leaf Blower is a, <laughs> is a go. I like that name. That's great. Uh, Mike Bob says uh, the silly senator who made that comment about Tara Reid's anatomy first mistake was not realizing that most Democratic women are hung like the sleeves of a wizard's robe. See also Michelle Obama, Oof. which I never believed you that the flapping stuff on the Ellen show was anything other than a, than male genitalia. But then you on the Colin show, you showed me some examples of um, very, very large female genitalia that could theoretically flop when the hips are thrust. Yeah, the, the bush the old bush woman flapper. Yeah. <laughs> she might Michael Robinson might just have the bush woman flappies. That's the simple explanation. There is it's <laughs> actually derived of, of the bush people. I'm not being racist. That's serious. <laughs> Lazarus Rex says Ha, you did take my advice to start using Morning Joe despite Blonde booing me for oh, it. It's I'm okay. Sorry. Is that where we got it? I, I probably should credit you. Yeah, I just, you know, I needed a pun for the title, so I went with it. I forgive you, but only because I have ADD and I'm easily distracted, notably by Blonde's obscene level of beauty. You know, I noticed now that oh, yeah, you're pregnant. I'm, I'm super hot. Look at that. <laughs> since you've been pregnant, though, I think the, the comments from people on that sort of thing have increased unless I have just not noticed in the past. Has it just been a pregnancy thing now? No, it's like there's an episode of The Office where they talk about this. It's like when you're pregnant and you're discussing and fat, people are really the, the people that want you to reproduce mm. um, are really positive about your appearance, gotcha. even though I'm clearly a fat, smelly slop. You know that episode <laughs> of um, The Simpsons where Homer decides to get to 300 pounds so he can get like workers compensation. Yeah, classic. I wash myself with a rag on a stick. That's how I feel <laughs> right now. He is the eunuch says self shilling. I made a four point argument about ethno nationalism being normal and healthy on my channel this week. And I'd appreciate some views and input uh, in the comments of any who are interested. Well, people can click on your link. Um, if um, you're interested in our input, you know, people send me videos. I'm happy to take a look at them. Uh, so send it my way if, if you'd like. And thanks for supporting the show. A Shot of Awesome says, can't think of a better way to combine the Jones and Brzezinski stories. So I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. I'd eat Mika B's ass, presumably, any day of the week. I don't know, would you? Would Alex Jones? I will Jones. eat your ass. Mean Steve 69 says, Blonde, I know you hate football and gay sports, but without it, I may grow up to be a limp-wristed Bernie bro. This country needs mandatory boot camps to prevent more weak pussies graduating high school. There's probably an argument there. Yeah, okay, fine. Men, men kind of need healthy ways to beat up on each other. That is true. That's true. Wearing tight pants and wrestling one another in an open field is going to make everybody less gay. I'll know. entertain that as a possibility. Right. <laughs> you want to take over? Or sure, this is JY. Given that many pneumonia deaths are from hospital-acquired pneumonia, 
The increased scrutiny in hospital disinfecting and caregivers wearing masks may be having some effect on the staff. Maybe. Mm. Richard Enormous, my own Canadian boomer apolitical parents have said they're tired of having their constitutional rights suspended and this virus seems like a scam. Wow. Canadians and boomers. Wow. That's Uh, how you know this has gotten out of control. True. Space Whale, spreading some of my Trump bucks to my favorite YouTube podcast, Duo been listed as an essential worker and I've been working with the public for weeks and no visit from Corona Chan yet. Open up. Imagine that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. My mom got tested for Rona and was told by the nurse, even at her age with pre-existing conditions, the chance of death was like 1%. Let us know how the case develops if you're comfortable doing so. I'd be interested to hear. Yeah. Polaris9009. Hey, guys, I don't know how much you carry, but my wife is excited about buying her first gun, uh, a Springfield XD9M. Any suggestions on holsters? Blonde, any recommendation on a concealed carry for pregnant women? I will not conceal carry or touch any of our firearms during pregnancy because they've been shot so much. And I'm worried about the lead expulsion from the bullets. Hmm. Like I won't touch anything that has any kind of lead anywhere near it at all. I won't do it. As, as, as far as holsters, again, it's just an issue of, of personal comfort really. So if you have a way to try holsters without buying them, perhaps you can go to a shop and try the different styles and see what you prefer. Um, all that matters is that you're storing the firearm securely. The only thing you want to avoid is like backflip FBI guy whose gun falls out of his holster and accidentally discharges into someone's leg or whatever happens. So as long as it is securely held, the trigger's covered and you can carry it in a, in a way that is comfortable. Of course, concealment is also a consideration, but when I have a friend that has an ankle holster, she really likes, Oh, I'm going to be my pants. All interesting. Sorry. Oh, and and for women life. too, you also have the option of bag carrying if yeah. you're, if you're interested in that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those personal decisions rather than objective rights and wrongs. All right. I'll, I'll carry on and you'll be back in a second. Uh, Mr. Rich low pitch says the police here in Michigan closed down a park due to it being crowded, but not before my dad and I were able to go kayaking. Also Gretchen witless can shove it. I don't know if kayaking is allowed in California. That might be only in Michigan. So enjoy it while it's still there. And, uh, and thanks for supporting the show. John Martin says, uh, Section 242 of Title 18 makes it a crime for a person acting under color of any law to willfully deprive a person of a right or privilege protected by the Constitution or the laws of the United States. I was unaware of this, and I had another listener send me the same statute after I think we discussed it on, was it Wednesday or maybe it was last Sunday? I was unaware that that is a, a federal law. So that's another interesting angle here. Should the Gretchen Whitmers of the world be actually prosecuted, not just challenged in court to see if the, the regulations that they're imposing are constitutional, but let's say they're deemed unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. Should they in fact be prosecuted and should there be punishment for them? I was, I was unaware that was even an option statutorily, but apparently it is. I'd be curious about the history of those prosecutions as well. So thanks for that information. Shaniqua stunning and brave says, here's a gun joke for you to use, Matt. What's the difference between my Glock and my penis has to spell it weird. Thanks to Susan. The, ch- <laughs> I can't, I can't read that one, dude. I can't, I'm not it, it, give you guys a, it, it ends up being a pedo joke. I'm drawing the line at pedo jokes, Shaniqua, but you are stunning and brave. Ooh, that one was a spicy one though. Doc Bailey says, this lockdown has been driving me nuts. Feeling useless is not even the worst part. When I go back to work, I'm preparing for full retard precautions. I want my life back. Screw the new normal. Well, I appreciate your pushback, and I think that we all should be highly skeptical of these regulations, if not fully resistant. We need to at least 
err on the side of preserving our rights and preserving the normalcy that you're that you're craving. We did have a pedo joke while you were gone, but I had to draw the line. It was too spicy for me. Too spicy? Yeah. It was from Shanique was stunning and brave, you know. Classic. Casey Monroe says, I haven't ever seen unemployment due to this. Uh so I imagine suicide would be less as people may not question their abilities. And can the US save us Canadians from tyranny somehow, please? I don't know. I, I we guess can't even we can even save ourselves. What can we do? Maybe Trump will announce sanctions. Maybe we'll cancel the trade deal we uh, negotiated. Um, as far as um, as far as suicide, again, all those numbers like that's you're never going to be. It's very difficult to say lockdown caused deaths of desperation, caused people turning to drug use, caused people to commit suicide. You just have to observe the correlation and draw your own conclusions. But I will be interested to see. Do we see a corresponding rise in drug-related deaths? Do we see a corresponding rise in suicides, say, yeah. next year when we can look at all, all this information? Wouldn't be surprised to see it. We'll see how it works out. Alexandria Hawk says, when Kansas City reopens, Mayor Lucas will be requiring folks in a business for more than 10 minutes to sign in with their name and contact info to assist in contact tracing. Boogaloo's a coming. Well... This is sort of like the the cell phone uh, tracking and stuff. If people consent to this sort of arrangement, I have less of an issue with it. If it's mandatory, uh, I, yeah, I got problems. Yeah. A mandatory condition of patronizing this business for more than 10 minutes is I have to tell you I was here and when? I don't know. That seems ripe for abuse, man. Es- um. Esoterica Unbound. When is someone finally going to ask Fauci or Burks whether any of their models address the increase in deaths related to substance abuse or people being denied regular access to healthcare services? Good question. I look forward to that day too. Yeah, uh, one day. Uh, this is Ginger Monkey Bear. As a 40th birthday gift to this idiot from it, it annoys, please. <laughs> I must correct you. Our illustrious governor and the glorious Democratic people, People's Republic of Illinois is J.B. Pecker. Thank oh, thank you for the clarification. Polaris 909. Godspeed. Today, my wife made a joke about Obama and mother-in-law and my wife that I turned my wife on. Wait, what? Today, my wife made a joke about Obama and mother-in-law told my wife that I turned my wife into a conservative and she hopes something horrible happens to her unborn Ugh. son to change who I am. What a bitch. It's fine. She's probably going to die soon. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's only fine to wish ill on Nancy Pelosi. That's it. You can't. Oh, whatever. Uh, what an awful bitch. Like if you were married to somebody who had the worst mother-in-law, wouldn't you be like, well, coronavirus, boomer, doomer. Uh, the difference between this is Jacob. The difference between Idaho and Wisconsin is that the police officer was doxxed. All sympathy goes out the window after that. Privacy is sacrosanct. I mean, weren't these police officers doxxed though? I don't know that their identity is revealed. And I do agree that I, I will say that I don't like doxing. I don't like showing up at people's houses. But that to me is not retroactive justification for what the cops are doing either. And I guess I'd have to think about this too. When you're a public servant, that is to say like, I guess the home is maybe private information. But if you're a public servant, a public officer, is your identity doxxed in that same way? Now, I, I, I know that identity isn't the same thing as guy's home address. I just think that there are maybe some considerations there, public servant versus private individual i don't know but i I agree the idaho thing was not handled perfectly i just don't want to treat that and i'm not saying he is treating it as justification i just don't want anything close to justification for what the cops are doing there i think all of this is crap yeah 
But points taken for sure. Uh, Tori D says, first name Ida, last name Dick. Thank you, Tori. <laughs> Andrew Gray. Okay. My lovely state finally let my police academy class start back up. Only took a month and a half. Would have been done for two weeks if not for the Rona. Thanks for keeping me entertained. You are welcome. And DD, I believe New York is a two-party consent state for recording. Mm. Oh, really? Well, if that's true, O'Keefe committed a crime, and I, I think he's smarter than that. I don't think yeah, he would he post that, incriminating yeah. evidence of himself on YouTube. And it'd probably be taken down by now. For sure. I would imagine. Blonde, you look pretty as always. Thank you for all the lies. Sarah Pond, some Florida crazy commissioners here freaked out by DeSantis and Trump reluctantly allowing reopening, but no one allowed in Gainesville without a mask. Wow. Meanwhile, uh, per Florida statute 88.6011, no one is allowed <laughs> to wear a mask. It's already against the law. Okay. President yeah. Meg Thomas says, Blonde, you look beautiful. I haven't seen you in a while. My fault. These cops are perfect examples of why things will not go well for them when the shit hits the fan. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, to Lenza, people were outside enjoying a beautiful day today here in rural Illinois. Not many masks inside. I even saw a big group having a B-Day party. It was nice. Should have reported them. You should have called call it in, Karen. Kent Leon Welling, I've moved my panic from COVID to murder hornets, you know, the kind that really, really want you dead. I've oh, seen that. Just... There are reports of giant hornets that are in certain parts of the U.S. now. Eric K., the 9-11 attack united the country, but this pandemic has divided more than ever. Yeah. Mm, I, China I is probably fair. more than glad how this turned in their favor. What do you think the difference between them is? Difference between 9-11 and, uh, and what's going on now. Uh, I would say, the diff in my opinion, the difference is TDS, probably. Mm -hmm. The difference is a whole bunch of people who are determined, who are guided by the principle that what Trump does or says is bad, and that's it. I don't think, that is to say, even if Trump did a heroic job on coronavirus and stopped it miraculously or responded to a terrorist attack appropriately or whatever, I think these people would find a way to make it bad. Yeah. That, that's my guess on what's different. Uh, roll for initiative. When the law is made by busybodies, busybodies look for jobs enforcing it, see the war on drugs. These are the types they want uh, to stop you from smoking an unapproved yeah. dried plant. Yeah. E. Quarias, is it me or is the U.S. flag not available in YouTube emoji? When I type a flag, I see Japan, a few generic banners, <laughs> and of course, a big gay flag. I didn't know that. Uh, Kevin, um, Two RCMP officers also shot up a fire, fire, fire hall filled with local evacuees when the shooter was in a completely different area. Wow. Yikes. I'm not familiar with that case. Polaris 589, the part of Canada that wants to merge with the U.S. also has the oil. Who's up for one more war for oil? <laughs> it works more. out great every time. Totally. The Mighty Sumo, the, the large capacity magazine argument is BS. Semi-auto rifle mags are already pinned to five rounds, mm. handgun mags to 10. I, yeah, I didn't even know that. I should have assumed, I should have known that about Canada. You, you can't even have your standard capacity 30-round mag in Canada as is? Mm. Well, then why is that part of the definition? No. Mm. Keaton Matthews, uh, so also note the Native Americans are allowed to use them. Everyone else must be criminals. Ah, because they're sovereign or, you know. So you notice Justin Trudeau, he says many Canadians, including First Nation people, use these for lawful purposes. It's like, why is the distinction necessary? First why, Nation. Why, like, shout out to the Indians. Okay. Why? Why Why do you make this shout out to a specific ethnic group in a context that makes no sense? Um, Benjamin Flensborg got his message deleted. I'm sorry, dude. Oh. Um, Elata says, angry pregnant blonde is gay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 
Thank Sean you. McVeigh. There's a clip floating around of Trudeau literally telling the press that a registry will never be used for confiscation in Canada. I'm sure that is eight. And well, it, we'll yeah, see about that. there formerly was a registry, right? And then it, it went away. Excuse my ignorance on Canadian gun laws. But as I understand, they used to have a registry in Canada. And then the conservative government removed it. And But that's still a useful tool. The Canadian government can go look at the old registry and get some idea of who has guns yeah. that are now illegal. J. Edgar, why is no one talking about the 20 millimeter thing? Do you have any idea how big that is? 10 gauge yeah. is uh, 19.75. I don't know what they're hunting with in Canada, but goddamn. I know. I well, think about that. What is um like, what's a 50 cal bullet in millimeters? Because 50 cal is a measure in inches, right? 0.5 inches in millimeter is only 12.7. So you're talking almost twice the size of a 50 caliber round. Yikes. At least in diameter on a 20 millimeter round. Um, this is from Democracy. Matt, uh, damn Matt, stopped at page six, Canada's gun ban list. Look at page seven. They didn't just ban assault weapons. They banned AR15.com, AR15 Chatterbox, a Facebook group, and Bartlett is supposedly a locksmith. They blocked a, a group? They blocked people talking about it? I'm not sure I understand. That's what it says. Do you want to investigate that? Page seven. I could get I the this. link again. Yeah, let me know. A look. slosher. In Canada, self-defense is not a legitimate reason to own a gun. In fact, if you say the reason why you want a firearm license is self-defense, the Mounties will not let you off with, get you get a license off-voting. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, the same in New Zealand when we were looking at that, which was insane. Raymond Jones, like, Matt and Trudeau reason. once anyway. made love. Afterwards, Trudeau whined, grabbed his man in China, and announced he would ban Matt's assault weapon. Gross. Okay, I, pa I okay page this. seven, he said. What, yeah. what was the page? Page seven. Uh, okay. And I'm looking for a Facebook group? Yeah. Well, it just has a whole bunch of lists of, it has a list of rifles. Oh, I need to here. reload this page. Uh, they banned AR-15 Chatterbox. Okay. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so they must have accidentally done this. Uh, you keep going. I'll see if I can find it. I can search the document here. Esoterica Unbound. Though people are being cowed by fear, it's typically not the fear of suffering from COVID themselves, but of others being, a bit of being accused of passing it to others. This is the downside of a virtue-based society. Yeah, but if it really is as infectious as they're saying, then like not much we do is going to prevent us from passing it to one another. Um, furious so they, Dan. They did in fact ban Chatterbox 15. Uh, they, they, they actually, the AR-15 Chatterbox CB-15 is now banned in Canada. So maybe this group made a rifle lower or something. I'm not exactly sure. I follow what's going on here, but maybe I'll figure it out later. Furious Dan of Trudeau's 1500 bands. Most were banned because they look scary. Pure virtue signaling 18 were previously banned missile launchers. One of them is called the 9K111, full name, too funny for YouTube. Mm. Uh, Polaris 589, Trump did not tell people to drink bleach, but Biden did tell housewives to blind fire 12 cages. Out he did. Of the window. That's, right. <laughs> that's true. And that's a violation of... Uh, of of law in in delaware and uh, uh and pennsylvania i believe where he was advocating it darlene cates has anyone seen the cdc stats that list thirty thousand covid deaths as a five one <laughs> yeah we talked about it um they're usually about two weeks behind but there wasn't thirty thousand deaths half last um, half of april i'm unable point. to find any explanation or reconcile the numbers we did <clears> talk about this um earlier in the show darlene yeah that's the analysis that you need to do uh, and maybe we'll be able to do that later fair point that the data lag at, and they need to be vetted, but do they line up? You can yeah. check them at points in time and say, okay, the data that included 
all of these presumed cases and all these media sensationalized cases, did the vetted data actually backfill to support that later on or were they minimal or were they minimal? We'll see if they meet up later on. Yeah. Kevin Smith, about a year ago, Faith Goldie reported on illegal border crossings on the Canada-U.S. border with the Mounties acting as bellhops. With their suitcases, I wonder if there were illegal drugs or firearms smuggled across that way, probably. Hmm. Laurel, do you think COVID has increased polarization? If so, by how much? What will the election-related civil unrest be worse? Uh, I think it's gotten much worse, but I don't think that people... that, That COVID is like starkly defined by political orientation yeah the the great question is when trump wins again will the stay-at-home karens observe the stay-at-home orders or will they actually take to the streets to burn milwaukee as the bernie bro man said what's going to take priority there what will win out can't wait to watch it uh unfold and thank you laurel Last one. How much do you want to bet that North Korea hired the same puppeteers that RBG is using? Uh, KLGY88. Uh, not that was Freddy Sauce, by the way. Thank you, Freddy. What did you say? You forgot to say it was Freddy Sauce. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, KLGY88. Um, not I'm in the same city in New Mexico, but it's about 45 minutes away. The governor closed it due to them not socially distancing well. Mayor of mm. Grants backed down, unfortunately, after the attorney general threatened. Them. Really? Ugh. Wow. I got to look into this. This sounds insane. Uh, it'd be a good video for you. Agorizer says, have some debt-based fiat Trump bucks, you filthy money grabbers. My grandkids won't be able to pay it back. One question, is this how you get the blue igloo? Is <laughs> this is for Redicus, by the way. I said I'd make the sounder. Do you want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo. Okay, folks. I, I did make it for you, Redicus. I have it available. Is that Freedom Tunes? Yeah. yeah. Do you want the boogaloo? Because that's how you get the boogaloo. Okay, folks. That's Ben Shapiro with, with Beto. Uh, Rainier 10. My sis working for Planned Parenthood just had a mental breakdown the other day because she had not worked for more than a month. I asked her how was her wife. She told me that she encouraged her wife to go out more. Her wife's fat and a heavy smoker. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Thanks, Rainier. Son of the Wolf. Blonde, you wouldn't be saying that if you saw my (laughs) boobs or butt. Put up or shut up. I had to edit this to uh, get it to send. Um, no, but you can learn more about how my body has gone to shit on my channel, Motherland, <laughs> where we have a new episode. Uh, graphic descriptions. It's just super graphic. <laughs> Red Wall 1521. Uh, I just had a Facebook friend who claimed that some modern Jews are Nazis. What mm. I assumed is those Jews are labeled as Nazis, but went off the rails and blocked me. It's always the Dems that block people. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully a friendship... <laughs> Hopefully nothing of value was lost that day. Yeah. Sometimes you lose some friendships, man. I hate to say it, but it's not always for the worst. Uh, Truculent Phillips, blonde. The reason people compliment pregnant you is because you view yourself as a fat, disgusting blob. Those people are seeing the life growing inside of you makes you and the pregnancy beautiful. As oh. long as it's, as it's philosophical, because uh, what's happening in my body is really depressing. It's fine. I'm married. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, James says, when I escaped from California, for the interior, how do I convince the natives that I'm a God-fearing conservative? Uh, you lie about where you came from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sympathetic to Californians who come here and say, I'm not one of those. All right, I escaped. Yeah. Mike Donovan, marriage is about the promise each person makes to God, not to each other. That's what gives it weight as personal promises can dissolve without consequences, but promises to God are eternal and enforced. Thank you for that. I suppose, I mean, I, I don't necessarily share that view, but I don't look down on people who do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. 
Um, let's see. Capitalism for the win. I think my chat was deleted. Go to Donald Trump website and type any random letters after the web address. Um, seriously, do it now. It's hilarious. Also, blonde is extra black pill today. Yeah. He also said, made money working this week. So did you see the Sunshine Report on snitches from St. Louis? <laughs> then the guy who exposed the list basically said what goes around comes around and karma is a female canine. I did see that <laughs> and I was really happy about it. It's really funny. Um, Lynchpin, I'm going to guess Justin Trudeau is an idiot and messed up Mills how we in the U.S. gauge rounds and the standard they measure. Really? I don't know. I don't know what the 20 millimeter designation is because it's like Jay Edgar was saying. It's a gigantic. Uh, th that's like I mean, you're, you're talking like entering cannon, the cannon realm at that point. You're not talking about like any sort of traditional firearm. Yeah. Um, so Tyler Durden says, hashtag believe all Bidens. And last one is from Rebecca G. Her super chat never really needed a sanity safe space, but at this point I'm willing to pay for it. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> Thank Great you kindly. Just a few over, or just one over on Streamlabs. Uh, Open PA says journalists should report and investigators should investigate how 1984 of me. We do need a uh, more old school investigation. You know, yeah. I say that as someone who probably should get off my lazy butt and do it myself. But you know, it's kind of a lost art, like true hard hitting investigative journalism. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're good over here. Maybe someday in the future, who knows? Uh, we're good on D live as well. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight, guys. Anything else before we get out of here? No extra long show. Yeah, man. We're always creeping and or clearing three hours just under it. So thanks for hanging out with us, guys, going through all the uh, all the nonsense and keeping us on track with the facts when we lose track of them. Much appreciated. And thank you if you're tuning in later uh, and listening on demand as well, whether on YouTube, if we're still allowed there, or DLive or on the audio platforms. Appreciate you tuning in. And of course, if you're looking for more of the show, if you can't get enough, there is more to listen to over on the audio platforms including the call-in show. Those are posted each and every week. You can listen to that. There's extra material you might not find on our channels available to listen to there as well. You can also email us how much we suck uh, or how pretty blonde is when she's pregnant, whatever you want. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, of course, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Have a Bye, good guys.